repeat that again. I don't want people to insist I go to AA. I don't even drink that much anymore. Like, <laughs> like sure, let's go with that. Yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. We have Purvis is back, and he brought Isaac. I am. You Hello. lose one Funches for a yeah. week, you come back with two. It's yeah. like a Hydra. Like, bunches of Funches. Yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it's bunches of Funches, the Funch Eye, as I like to call them. Uh, the funch, the funch, I will take funch in in Greek. Uh, okay. I feel like you're just making up stuff. No, that's actually <laughs> real. That one's real. <laughs> Stop funching around. Yeah, that was good. Are you guys related to Ron Funches by any? I already asked this. The yeah. answer is no. Unfortunately, no. you should I've tell people this though. Probably... No, no, this Brandon. I've known you for way too long for you to say this. I've heard this like a hundred times. <laughs> Talked about this. To that I say I more pancakes, biatch. <laughs> It's Ron Funches and then Never Nervous Bert or the like football player. That's all I hear my entire life. Well, Purvis <laughs> is a first name, so that doesn't well, make still, it. Still, it's not a common name. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, God, my hair anyway. is everywhere. God we're, damn. we're back. I'm back. London was amazing. Um, our transportation system sucks. Oh uh, yeah, we know. We know. Hello, trains now. Why is free there healthcare? High- <laughs> free healthcare. Yeah, dude. Like it's. I want to hate England, but if someone's like, I'm going to fuck around and move to England, I'm like, you probably should. It's like, See, I like how we can't have revolution, so we'll settle for trains. Public infrastructure now. We'll settle yeah. for trains. It will change our lives. Trains now. Trains make the revolution easier. I don't know how, but I'll figure that out later. Like, In the I was going to say How many trains get derailed and it was a big deal? I'm like, what's, what's so many. Here? So many trains are derailed in this country. It's crazy. Yeah. What can you do? It's like a small. Yeah. It's like a chemical bomb the size of like a skyscraper just going through the country. Like, yeah, much. It, it's actually true. It, love that true. for us. Yeah, love that for us. We don't get the fun trains. We get the bomb trains. <laughs> we are the country of bombs. Yeah. It, okay. We really sad. are. We are the country of bombs. Literally the. <laughs> Just because we already are taking this path, I'm just going to go down it. Yeah. yeah, revolution I now. The, like... I was at the British Museum, and the first thing I like thought, just walking the door, just like, this is all stolen artifacts. Every yeah. single thing here is just stolen. I, it, did you, please, stuff. please tell me you quoted Killmonger. Oh, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> that was in the London I Museum. I, I was thinking about it. But like, okay, here's two things. The biggest exhibits there is, of course, the Egyptians, because of Rosetta Stone. And then they have the Japanese, which is like on the t- on the highest top level of the museum. And I was talking to like my guy Patrick that I went on vacation with, and I was like, two of the dopest cultures that ever existed was like the Europeans and the Japanese. And I was like, both of them were screwed up by just the whites, just like white people coming mm, the in. The Japanese were like a serious imperial force. Like if <laughs> if white people didn't take over the world, it would have been them. They were like, going- <laughs> like they were. They were look well, up what happened in China. Like when you look at um what is it? The uh, uh man, is it not the restoration? It's um when it's when they industrialized and they actually became the empire. Like if it weren't for the influence of you know imperial powers in the US and the UK or London, England at the time, then they wouldn't have potentially probably wouldn't have like killed off all the samurai. I don't think like, that's true. They had, they've they've had they've had settler Connollys in Korea for a thousand years. I don't think that's true. Well, yeah. Well, but what I'm saying is like the they, fact they that always, they yeah they were the always fact they drew the areas. Yeah, no, they were. But but to go inward and to go after their own 
traditionalist population because they were trying to develop a modern global image in the like late 1800s i feel like that wouldn't have been the case without outside influence from like the u.s being an an industrial power well i just i just disagree like yeah they you know they were conquering areas japan's been an imperial force for a very long long time like no this is this is true yeah Yeah. like and they have committed atrocities that would make uncle sam blush like that is also very true (laughs) uh, but dope culture but dope culture i agree with you though like japan is incredibly insane and I would love to go there. Like, oh yeah, it, it's on the list very soon. Yeah. Um, but anyway, enough about anyway. the British. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever Moving see? On. Oh my god, have you ever seen the James Acosta set where he talks about the London Museum? No. What is it? It's oh my god, it's a stand-up. Bit. It's far too detailed, but he talks about museums, and it's like, see, you know who stole it because they hung it up where everyone can see it and then they wrote a little note about how important it is to you and your culture <laughs> like it it's true. i'll i'll find it i'll send it to you it's my favorite bit about museums i mean it, it it's a very weird thing to look at there are some positive lights to oh there's right. definitely positives to museums but because, like in the imperial oh, core they're just yeah. always been Literally, at, at the root of it, it's like, okay, these are all stolen artifacts. The one positive thing is, like, they're going to actually restore and preserve it better than anyone else. Sure. And, like, and like you can go to a natural history museum. You can go to an art museum. No, art museums have stolen artifacts. But, like, you know, there are – museums are good. It's just, like, you know, when you live in the worst places, like – It doesn't help. It doesn't help, Yeah. <laughs> I remember me and uh, me and Rachel one night we were watching this movie Sahara. Have you guys heard of it? Yeah. It was with Matthew McConaughey oh, from back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically they're treasure hunters, right? And like the first scene is them doing like this dive, like looking for a treasure, and they find like this priceless historical artifact, and then they cut to them in a museum, and the museum's a museum in Africa, and we just went, oh thank God, now we can enjoy the movie, like. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I would see that shit and be like, "Stop the cap!" <laughs> yeah, like, like, like this no, movie. this is great. Love this. <laughs> Fake this news. That is, that is not the highest. Yeah. The <laughs> least least accurate part of the film. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad they tried. We yeah, I I think the part where Matthew McConaughey windsurfs over the desert on a plane might be a little bit less realistic, but I see where you're coming from. Like, <laughs> maybe if it were a Tom Cruise movie, it would be more realistic. Though. Yeah. Look, it, we've just had a whole rant this week about Fast and Furious. We don't need to talk about realistic Fast movies. And, dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Past and the Furious is coming. Ludacris is going to invent a time machine. They're going to do something. I'm telling There's you, no way. Bad, if they dude. make a time machine, I'll actually be like, scared. reset the timeline. That's reset. <laughs> All new characters. So I, I sent that same post to Ben Purvis, mm-hmm. yeah. and he goes, he goes, fuck. They said the quiet part out loud. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, they, they're just doing it for the money. I'm not mad at them, but everyone does, everyone does that, you know. I, I Morgan Freeman's like that, and it's like you know what though? He shows up and he performs, so I give it to him. That's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do we want to jump into the news, Purvis? Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Um, want to run us down? Let's see what we can do. Uh, starting off with the albums. 
this is actually highly anticipated by a lot of people. The little Dirk album almost, almost healed. healed. Yeah, no, this is going to be huge. It's just going to be huge. And I'm not even a little Dirk person, if I'm being honest. Uh, but after that single with J. Cole, I'm excited to hear all the messages he has. Everything he's going to bring out for the project. The feature list looks pretty dope, so I'm excited for that. Um, Coaches is back again with another EP coming out with No One's Nice to Me. Um, he, of all people, and I'm not going to say I called it, but one of the more influential younger people. I'm, yeah, I'm no, he's he, making a splash. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's in his own lane without drama, which is very hard in this industry. No, yeah, definitely. Um, but going off of that, someone with a ton of drama, we have Kodak Black coming out with Pistols and Pearls. Um, it is partnered with a short film called <clears throat> The Don that I believe was previewed yesterday in Miami, Atlanta, LA, and New York. Um, I, I love the rollout. I'll give them that. Like, yeah, I'm no, sure I mean, like, look, I'm sure this is going to be fine in its lane. My thing is that I feel very similarly to Kodak Black as I did uh, XXX. It's just like, I also bounced off it creatively. You know, it's not, there's no tension there where it's like, oh, he's an awful person, but I want to listen to this music. It's just like, no, I never liked he's this. He's just an awful person. Yeah. <laughs> do the, do the steel drums on Zay Zay just not do it for you? I like the, the steel drums on Zay Zay. There are things he's been in that I liked, and I thought he was used intelligently in Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah, that's Kendrick being Kendrick and using Kodak Black as a literary device. Like, like, well, I mean, get literary, idiot. He got the same thing to Baby Keem, but like, he did. It was like the whole point was like comparing and contrasting, like, who deserves forgiveness? Like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, no, I thought it was intelligently done. Also, Kendrick can sit in the back and be like, "This shit hard." <laughs> and you it know was- what? I would, I would listen. <laughs> I want and- every album <laughs> should come with a Kendrick "This Shit Hard" version. And Kendrick said, "This shit hard," and lo, it was. Uh, <laughs> a whole Bible written for Kendrick. <laughs> like, I can't believe I looked at this doc where we go over everything, and. America has a problem remix with Ken- the two of the biggest like names in the industry collabing. It's like this wasn't in there, and I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, okay, like not even joking. When I tell you I did not open Spotify, I did not open Spotify. Part of me doesn't weird believe you, but oh, I understand. I understand. Like, why open oh, Spotify when you can listen to drunk British people chant yeah. things at a football game? No one uses time. Spotify in England. This is actually true. <laughs> like. But, um, I mean, now that you brought it up, I, I heard snippets of it. I have not heard the song. Is it actually really good? Well, it's a remix of a song from Renaissance. And okay. Renaissance is incredible. And the song is no exception. <laughs> and, and it would just make sense. And it just, just makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it's super interesting because it's Kendrick's typical lyrical, like, very dense. Not dense, but, like, very, like, lyrical style. But, mm-hmm. like, Renaissance is a house album. This is a dance song to right. a degree. And, like, and it, fits. And it totally fits. Okay. This is a Kendrick song you can dance to. It's really weird. Uh, and, like, it's Kendrick. The bars are fire. Like, right. it's. I would say give it a couple of listens. 
Right. I, you know, like the first time I heard it, I wasn't super impressed. Like, I mean, I was yeah. impressed, but I'm like, okay. Cause like I, I listen to Renaissance, but my, you know, I'm not super into it. And right. like, but I just find myself, like I see it on Spotify. I'm like, Oh, I do want to listen to it again. Well, I do want to listen to it again. Like, I mean, <laughs> you're in a situation with a black girlfriend. You're going to listen to it again. <laughs> Dude, I told her that like, if Kendrick comes out during at Beyonce, <laughs> I'm gonna die. Like, there's gonna be a death. Like that, she's gonna have to do. <laughs> Everyone's gonna have to give you like ten feet. <laughs> the one, one guy, Fu Kenny and the, the beef. <laughs> That's the me, me and Scissors concert. I'm going to be screaming every word, just like yeah, with yeah. my gun. That's <laughs> so gonna be me. I'm yeah. I'm super one thing, excited for Beyonce, dude. I think that's going to be an incredible concert. Oh, that's going to be huge. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. One thing I do want to point out is that I think Kendrick is danceable. We've all seen that one video with Mad City being danced to, that Vine from like yeah. years ago in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I just think, you know. Damn, it's very com- commercialized. So, like, you can dance to some of that. Yeah, music. some of it. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't feel like Damn is so, so commercialized. But, right, literally. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, Let's like, go. Baby we can do that. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is just the dance. Like, it's incredible. It's like, I'll make the rules. No one knows what it means. Oh, yeah. But it's provocative. It's provocative. <laughs> yeah. And on that note. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is. Uh... We haven't had a Kanye thing in a while. <laughs> we had like, a debate no one... two weeks ago. About who was the new Kanye? Like, oh, we're gonna get to that. Just hold oh, yeah, tight. Yeah. yeah. But we'll talk about oh, well. this is the this is the answer. We have that. I yeah. forgot about that right now. Um. But yeah, no, I some... thought that was the biggest drop. This dropped like yeah. Friday. I thought it was the yeah, biggest yeah. thing that happened. I thought it was. Inc- I thought it was really really good. I've been going back to it, which is ultimately the biggest test, right? Like, are you? Do you just go back to it unconsciously? And yeah, I do. I'll, I'll give it a good listen. Like I said, I heard snippets, but as you, yeah. you don't really think Kendrick on house music, so it, it took me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but another one super exciting. I don't even know how this happened, but it just works. Um, Yeet featuring Young Thug, Young Thug, produced by Pierre Morn. Yeah, this is a this is a match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah no, this, this is, is a this is the ranting and the chanting that I need in my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jasper, what, what do you think about this? You think this would be a good mixture? It's interesting. Um, has what? Who are the other producers Yeet works with aside from? Um, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, wait, no. Who'd you say? Does he work with Filthy at all? No, it's um. I think he does. I think he has, but it's mostly uh. uh what is it, Benny X? Yeah, so I'm curious. Like, I haven't listened to this yet. I'm I'm curious what that's gonna be like. Cause Pierre Pierre can do a little bit of that. Like he's done a lot of that digital a bit of that digital sound, but like. It's it's definitely like a step up with with the stuff that Yeats made. Like when I think of more, more digital Pierre, I think of like, um, what is it? Follow God, mm-hmm. off of Jesus King, where it's like kind of like that, like synth piano or whatever. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm gonna check this one out. I'm mostly curious in the idea. I don't know because Young Thug is still in jail, as we all know. No. I don't know if this is a like a can, first. yeah. Recycle. It has person. to be. It has to be. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's something we just had in the archive for a while? 
Because like I'm, I'm just trying to picture what situation would he be able to partner with Young Thug and get a fresh verse? Unless no like holy shit though, like what if it's like literally over the prison phones? Well, that, and well, that's that's that would go hard. Like, like, Lane, Pop smoked Lane it at first. Yeah, I know people have done Lane it before. Locked up and did a whole mixtape. It's true. Who over over true. his phone? Yeah. There's a song. Was it um ASAP Rocky did some with Kodak Black when he was in jail? Yeah. Oh yeah. So honestly, it, it might work. It might work. That's a good, that's a good point. He pulled yeah. out. One of the hardest right verses, one of the hardest verses I've ever heard in my life. Pop Smoke, Make It Rain featuring Rowdy Rebel. And it's Rowdy over the prison phone. Hello, this is a collect call. And it like the beat stops when that comes on. And then the beat picks back up and the entire verse is over the phone, like through the phone. That's kind of dope, actually. Okay. Well, now, now I have really high expectations. <laughs> If it is over the phone, no, that, that's, yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's, gonna, that's gonna be yeah. so sick. I wonder if they'll use the the <laughs> the snippet we always <laughs> talk about. There's this thing that released from court where like the defendant is just reading like he's the one who directs traffic. He's <laughs> king slime. <laughs> it's like we've been waiting is, for that to be used. That's gotta just be it. Like, he called this. <laughs> yeah, like, um, oh my god. Super excited for that. Uh, Something on the polar opposite end. Yeah. Sensation's estate is still pushing out music. Um, there is a song coming out, Let's Pretend or Numb. I have the You're numb to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way to put it. I yeah, have now this is this always is yeah. for this song. Yeah, this is great. This gotta be like something illegal. This gotta be like a law or something. It's like let's respect the dead. I I don't know how you do that without also like just stepping on toes from stuff that we would would want, you know. Uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I just think this is gross, and it's just like once again, like it's it's a tough situation because I know you guys talked about it two weeks back when you know like the state having the power to pick what you know the features or songs to go out and. When does this stop? But then something I thought about while listening to the episode one, we don't know the conversation that this person might have had with their family before they passed. Like, hey, look, if I ever go, dump everything. Yeah. I made a lot of money while I was alive, but you guys might, if like, if it was my mom or my wife, and I'm just like, okay, if you guys burn up everything I left behind, which would be sad, and you need, the money, the money, yeah. Yo, you got access to my hard drive. I give you permission to do so, yeah. So, we don't know if situations like that happen, yeah. It, it's possible, and it, it's people who are fans to just music in general. It's like a double edged sword because it's almost like when some artists go, you're just like, let them rest, we're done, right? And then you have some artists where you're just like, damn, if I have one more song because. As we go on about X and kind of being numb to get another song for him, I myself would be like, if I get one more Mac Miller song. Yeah. That's true. yeah. So it's like, it's, it's tough. Do you just be like, oh, nobody drop, nobody, no estates release any more songs after they die, or just give me one more. You sure. Know, I, I get that you definitely have to call the line somewhere, right? And we talk all yeah. the time how we think like Mac Miller's estate has been handled really well. You know. It helps that they right. It's yeah. because they handled it so where yeah. so well. You think like, oh, I want more. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is that like, you know, I would not be so quick to assume 
that these artists would want people to sell their stuff and make money even uh, yeah because yeah. like anderson pack has like he's got a tattoo he on has it tattooed on his arm like do not release unreleased music after i die yeah, right so like, i just did something yeah like it's so i understand that like some artists definitely consent to that and it's like okay i still think it's kind of weird and odd but I guess that does sidestep like an ethical issue, but I still mm-hmm. don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's true. I'm this, this whole conversation. I pulled up his Spotify page, and I was just genuinely curious, like if it's even successful, because he had one of probably the strongest fan bases that I've seen in my lifetime. No, he had a really early. intense fan base, and yeah. it was very quick, very strong. Right, and even still, most recent one. In terms of actually new music, none of it's past thirty million. Not a single song. Yeah. So is it even accomplishing what anyone right. who's making the decision wants it to? Yeah, that's completely. All this is old music. Okay. So are any of you guys watching uh, Dave? No, Ooh, I want to. I haven't seen the new episode. No, I, I bounced. I thought the second season went downhill really hard. It is not so. The first season is the best one. I, yeah. I haven't. First season was good. First season was good. Yeah. Right. The reason I brought it up last week episode, which is c- completely ironic, has to do with this. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to kind of say what happened without saying what happened or getting you guys demonetized. Um, essentially, something like this happens with Dave. Okay. And. He's just, and his manager is just like, just go with it. We need to stream the numbers on Spotify or your contract is going to get canceled. And he literally faked that he's dead for 24 hours and his number goes out of the fucking roof. Interesting. Like, this was just yeah, last no, week. We, we lionize people when they die. Like, that's yeah, yeah. true. That is you know, true. and like, you know, that's that's ancient. You know, that goes back way way longer than like mass media but yeah, so. at the same time like is it okay though that's not right you know so does the plague like <laughs> like or murder you know what i mean like it, right. does that mean it's, it's okay or it's even the best thing for <clears throat> us right you know and i think it's always important to remember that these larger than life figures are ultimately just human beings mm-hmm. right like that's true and yeah so, I don't know. This yeah. this definitely seems gross, and I just don't really have any interest in it. But yeah, it's undeniably yeah. a big deal. When do you think yeah. it stops? When they run out of music. Okay, go ahead, Jasper. I said when they run out of music. That's so fucked up. Yeah, that's. Well, are you referring to? I guess I should clarify for the question you're saying. When does it stop? Are you referring to XXX or the entire theory? Like I'm the talking time? about XXX specifically. Oh, yeah, when they run out of music. You think it's that? Yeah. that it's like... got to be bone dry. Yeah, like Jasper said. Unless... Same with Juice World, to be honest. Yeah, no, Juice Juice there's definitely a few agree. of them, you know. I mean, Pop Unless... Smoke has not been as much as the other ones. I, so, I would agree. It will end when they run out of music. Unless... Due to technology, yeah, 
They could just take some of his stuff and just throw it in the system. And hey, guess what? The estate imagined what his next track would be thanks to AI. Yeah, and but like that's it, yeah, but it's that's, gonna be it's gonna be Timbaland just just hired by the estate yeah. to like write things for him and just like put it on there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it. It's not wrong because they could lie about it as people already started to lie about AI versus next. Yeah, yeah now if that was to happen, they're crossing a completely new line. Yeah, they're cro- it's a Rubicon. Like, it's a this is a paradigm shift, you know? And it's like, you know, as I've learned a lot about AI, you know, because of my job now, uh, it's it, it's interesting. And like, look, there's it, machine learning is not going away. AI tools as like a category are not going away, but this, I, this has to be, there's gotta be legislation about this, right? There's gotta be something that happens from the top down. You know, this is not something. And I, I do think it's, it's incredibly gross, you know, like I, I think, I think there are plenty of valid ways to use AI, but I think, you know, the conversations about making, music with like dead artists that's no longer value human life yeah and the other thing is that like i find it so guffawing that like it's starting with hip-hop the thing where it's like it makes me ask why is it starting here you know it's i think about the writer strike you know this is something that because i have a background in screenwriting it was kind of the thing i always wanted to do you know uh and I, I think about it a lot, and I think about how AI tools. People are saying like, "Oh, we're gonna re- we're gonna replace writers with AI." That's like a legitimate threat from the studios. And it's like, is it, I, I find it very ironic that like, well, AI as a what it is like analyzing data sets at a level that we could just never have done. It's like way easier to for that to replace an executive's job, right? Like what they do is they open up scripts and it's like, oh, the inciting incident has to happen on page 12. The midpoint has to be unhappy on page 45. You look for things. You recognize patterns. That's what AI does, right? Like if we're talking about what this technology can most efficiently do, it's the executive's jobs, not the writers. And I find it interesting. Why is it coming for like these specific groups of people, like these specific niches these specific genres these specific professions you know yeah that's true bargaining power yeah no it's bargaining power and it's, it's, it's just i think it's ultimately right just power i think it's like you know i think it's just power i also think there's some misguided liberatory quality that i think some people see in ai which i don't think is like awful but i think is like a snowball effect mm-hmm uh, I mean, it, it's tough to say because specifically in this situation, the reason I was the, what I was going to say earlier, <clears throat> when you said when did it stop, I thought you were just talking about the entire concept of like, no, because like okay. that's that's never going to stop because there's always because like people die like that's just like right. the thing we do, and it's, uh, you know, there's always going to be a black star, there's always going to be a a circles, you know, these albums that it is the morally correct thing to release them after the artist's death. So we can't make any kind of sweeping like declaration about it. You know, uh, Jasper agrees with me, right? Like there are, I do. And I think there are times also where even if it's not an album focused around that particular subject matter, 
given the timing of events, it also makes sense. So for me, yeah, I don't think it necessarily has to be like those albums about death. I think yeah. it just has to be like that Pop Smoke album is another good example. Yeah, like shoot for album, the stars, aim shoot for, for the, the moon. stars is like another good example. That album was like 90% done when he died. He put and a then, shit ton of effort into it. It's clearly the respectful thing to release it. And then question mark from X too. Yeah, I question mark, I about. think. Yeah. yeah, question mark is also like, yeah, he was so, he had put so much effort into this thing. So like, it's a thing that I think has to come from the bottom up. It has to come from like people deciding that this is just not something we want. And I think another way this ends, and I think this is unfortunate, I think this might be even grosser than, oh, when there's no more music to pick off the bones. I think the other place where this ends is when it's no longer profitable to do so. Right. You know, you say these streams are going down and down and down. It doesn't cost zero money to put this stuff out. You know what I mean? That is the only reason we have not gotten a new Tupac project in a little while. Yeah. Hot take. Yeah, I also think, like, Tupac, like, you're talking about a completely different world, though. That's a legend at this point. Yeah, uh, for sure. But, like, the fact that the estate hasn't put out anything new, it's, like, public interest is probably at an all-time low relative to, you know, his well, entire career. I don't know. I well, think public interest in Tupac is always pretty high. Well, I know I, I agree, but I, I could see it taking a dip with the rise of, like, drill as a sound and sound just kind of shifting. Sure, and just, well, like, hip-hop time going forward, sure. Do you guys know who who's over Tupac's estate? Because now you're talking about a completely I'm, different generation. Yeah, it's a completely different generation. And a lot of those were tied up in like legal deals. Man, back yeah. then it wasn't the family as often. Right. It's a whole different it's a whole different ball like game. they they were they were killers of contracts yeah. in the nineties too. Like a whole different ball game. So yeah. that's actually what I was gonna talk about. Because if you were actually in terms of when is it gonna stop as a concept, that's one thing I was gonna bring up is when the actual generation shifts for music. Right. In terms of like, because don't get me wrong, I love the music now and how it is produced and how it is mass producing. Yeah, no, there's great music coming out right now. Yeah. But it's all because of streaming numbers. Right. In reality, when music takes that shift, I feel like the people that are constantly affected, whether it be XXX, whether it be Juice World, whether it be Pop Smoke, they're all in one specific streaming bubble. Yeah. Like a lot of the people that are an ecosystem. Yeah. They don't know what vinyls are. They don't listen to CDs. They don't do none of that. It's just you have it on your phone and you play it all the time. And that's, I'm, yeah, I'm just, that I'm just saying. Music I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I said the same thing about Yeet like a month ago, and you got very mad at me. Like, uh, oh, wait, what about Yeet? Just that Yeet's alive. This they, is a whole different concept. I'm just saying, like, he exists in this area where people just engage with him. Like, but I mean, I, I get what you're going, Brand, because whether you're alive. Or dead, the the system's the same. The streaming system is the same, and also the fans are kind of the same. But then, like, okay, it's different though. The older people, and I noticed I, I was sound about crazy, to say something about older but people. But older people respect death way more they, than younger it, people. That's kind of so our generation. I don't. I don't disagree. I mean, I, I, they're they're going to stop listening. I'm not going to make a claim, but I, I don't necessarily disagree. I agree with that. And also technology plays a factor with the generations because you take the younger generations, they're streaming almost everything. Right. Yeah. The older generations, everything was on the album. So if I was to get something from an artist that was already a true fan, (laughs) not only that, not only only a true fan, but they were so far 
weren't done in, be- when, in between when it was happening. Because so when after Biggie died, music it wasn't until oh was I in high school then? Was I still in elementary school? They had one album came out that was like a Biggie CD, but it was like featured with almost everybody in the industry, and there was no issue with that. And it wasn't a lot of, it really wasn't any new lyrics that he had. It was majority, majority, Remixes? all his old stuff just remixed. I think that's different because that stuff came out when he was alive. Was it Life After Death? Well, it might have been Life After Or was it, it Born Again? Life, life After Death or Born Again? Because Life After Death was 97 and then Born Again was No, no, no. All After That. Wait. Okay, that one. Then. Oh, Duets. Yeah, do, thank you. That one. 2005. Yes. Yeah. 2005. So then I was a sophomore in high school. That one. That has to be yeah. it. Yep. That one. That one right there. Duet. When duet? Yeah. Because <laughs> Life After Death, that album was pretty much done. Um, But yeah, duets was just like, oh, we're taking a lot of his old songs. There were a few on release stuff in there. Not a lot. But majority of it was just like everyone in the industry putting pretty much their lyrics on it. Mm. So it's almost like, I don't know if his older people or the older generation didn't have a problem with hearing a dead artist afterwards because look at the time gap between when that came out. You said, what was it, 97, 99 to 2005? That's a decent little gap. That's true. Now that's a decade. You get someone that dies, and you get like three mixtapes within a year. Within a year or two. Yeah. No, there's definitely something about that. You know, it's oversaturated. Yeah, and it definitely comes across as like I like to call it pimping. It comes across as just yeah, it is. It's 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 pimping. It's pimping a ghost. That's all it is. Like it's and like look, there the the issue with it is that there's just no blanket statement because like there's just going to be. There's going to be examples where like something comes out right away and it seems very exploitative. There's going to be examples where something comes out right away and it seems like the right thing to do. There's going to be an example where shit's five years later and it feels gross or ten years later and it feels fine. There's really no blanket statements. So it's, it's complicated. And I think the most important thing before we move on is uh, just understanding that like when someone does say, yeah, we should do this you know, do this with my masters when I die. That's ultimately what you should do, right? Mm. Like there are no arguments about like what would happen if Tyler or Anderson back died. You know, I, I don't, I don't I, think there's any moral way to justify that. Yeah. I agree with everything you both just said. One thing I do want to point out before we do move on, regardless of how people feel about the Biggie albums, the fact that the album cover of life after death is him standing with a hearse is fucking trash. Get that shit out of here. Is it? It is. It's him with the back of a hearse with the curtains. It's trash now, but not then. Yeah, it just, it feels like it's in such bad taste looking at it right now. Oh, yeah, no, that does not... Yeah, it didn't age well, well. but they weren't thinking about the future. They were thinking about then. And doing that time to them, that's hard. (laughs) Oh, that's hard. hard, Yeah, I mean, mean, yeah. And And the other thing... I agree. I agree that that's gross. Uh, the other thing, though, is that like photo manipulation wasn't really a thing back then. So like he took that when he was alive. I know. I know. Like, I just like, like it feels like it's in bad taste to juxtapose or to position that next to a posthumous album. Period. So do you think completely agree that the station changed the cover? 
No. Well, no, it's already out. Like yeah, everyone's like, gonna you, know. Once lightning strikes, you can't. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. Trust me, the 25 year anniversary just came out, and he's standing in the he's cemetery. Standing, like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. it didn't change. <laughs> I think this. So I will say, I think the cemetery is a little bit better than a hearse. I just think the hearse is such a like timely like yeah. of the death kind of like at yeah, the time like, of death type hearse. of thing. Yeah, you you only see a hearse like at the funeral. In, immediately, like, yeah, yeah. The cemetery is just like an eternal place. Yeah, it feels like it feels like the execs were like, "All right, now's the time to use this picture. Go, 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 go!" Oh my god! Think about the time. I know. Uh, I'm know. gonna tell a funny story about a cemetery to help us transition. Uh, okay. Sometimes I get real, real high, and I walk the canes, and I walk <laughs> past one of the oldest cemeteries in the city. When I go there, it's a Jewish cemetery on Clark, and I think okay. the bonkers thing is like I'm just on my way to grab chicken, and like. There's a grave to someone who like is who died 40 years before my grandfather was born in a different part of the world. Like yep. it is like there's something something weird about cemeteries and I don't know, maybe we should get rid of them. Uh like, just jettison all the dead people into the sun. I mean, the thing is there are people talking about like <laughs> we're gonna run. I'm fucking <laughs> dead. Oh, mother on earth. <laughs> He's like, oh. kill us. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. made it clear. I mean, but I she's in the sun. Like, like, we'll be haunted for the rest. Yeah, of our lives. but like my thing is just like apparently people are saying like, yeah, we're gonna run out of people soon. Like, it, we're gonna run out of places to put we're them. Run out of land. Okay. Yeah, sorry. we're gonna run out. I didn't want to bring it back to London, but what you're saying is very true. If you actually go to Abbey Minster, yeah, it is literally graves on t- like the paths are stacked up. on yeah. top of each other. Yeah. It's insane. Me it and my, me and I, me and everyone in my family is going natural burial, so it's like you're you you put like a tree up, and it's like you or you're buried in a forest. Have you all seen Arlington National Cemetery? Uh, yeah, I've been there. I it's laid down the wild. reef there when I was in eighth grade because I mm. wrote a paper about how much I loved America. So I was 13, and that's the mental place you have to be in to love America. Wow, <laughs> what a change. Wow. Yeah. Have you seen the disposable casket pods? Yeah, the tree pods. Yeah. It's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. That, that's what my dad has always said he wanted. He's like, when I go, return me to the earth, plant a tree. Literally, right? and that's your, body, your body in this looks like a giant ass seed yeah and they very supposed to uses your body's yeah. compost that's just, cool. yeah no i think it's that's a really ancient tradition it's just that's like a more technological version of it yeah uh purvis run, run through the news i gotta close my door yes yes moving on to some other other actual news some other people that we've talked about with posthumous the transition and its impact is now going on tour for the first time with the collab group. No, no worries with knowledge. Um, super huge for him. He is going on a global tour. So that's exciting to see that we finally get a tour out of them. Their album is phenomenal. Um, I don't know if I could say it's the best work that it's impact has done, but I think the collab group is great. I think live would be dope. Yeah. Live band, would be amazing. Yeah, with the band, that'd be dope. It, it, yeah, that's... Anderson Pax in my top five have to see live. I hear he's fucking incredible. I will go. Um, yeah, no, like... I, I haven't heard No Worries except for the single they put out like a week ago. Oh really? You haven't heard their album? their old stuff? No, their album? I haven't. No. Oh, it's, I like it. Their it's album's good. good. Their album's really yeah, good. Yeah. No, I haven't heard um, of it. 
I'm actually going to touch on this later on the main subject, just a quick sneak peek. But it's very important when an artist can do more than just rap. Yeah. They can do multiple different things. Um, but I'll, I'll get into that later. Yeah. No. Um, What's the but, Spotify 50 Beats thing? Yeah. What's going on? I have no idea. I've never. I've, I saw Fantano put out a video, but I just didn't watch it. Yeah, so so I saw the list on my Google feed a little bit before the video came out, and basically Spotify went and put together a list of what they consider to be songs that have the 50 most influential or important beats of all time. Okay. And that list is all over the place. It's Yeah, it's I hear strange. it's not great. Like Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Hip-hop? Still, Dre is definitely number one. That's oh, fine. I'm, yeah. I got the top 10. Oh, I have it right here. So this is mixed genre? No, no it's, it's so it's it's hip hop entirely. Okay. Yeah. Does someone have a link? I do. Up top. Oh, not yeah, Jasper uh... send it because it's gonna fuck up the stream if I do it. Got it, one sec. Let me know which channel to look at. Yeah. Let me take a look at this. I so don't like it. Fifty top ten. Shut up. What, okay, what's the first thing? What's the first red flag you see? The I don't like being not top ten. The first uh, red flag is that they have power on this list, and it's like pretty much the only Kanye song instead of Runaway. Where'd you put yeah. it? Need to see this list. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm putting it in general right now. Yeah, One sec. Mad City at forty three. Yeah, the fact that Mad City is at forty three and that's the only Kendrick beat is yeah. slander. It, it, if you're gonna pick a Kendrick beat and you don't pick something off to pimp a butterfly, I hate you. Also, hot take. I don't think that Mask Off Future should have been on this list. Yeah. I don't think it's that good of a beat. Like, I don't know. I, it just doesn't do it yeah. for me the way it has sickle mode at nine. I mean sickle mode is extremely unique to I fair. like sickle mode, but top ten? It's there's nothing like it though. It's That's the thing. I don't think mm, I disagree. We've heard a long time. Huh? It's probably one of the best transitions we heard in a long time. I mean, hey, it's I'm really not gonna good. Lie. I'm happy at number three. That's right. just my age showing. <laughs> hey, I think I think fellas in Paris should have been higher too. To um, be honest, Cream like should have been Cream, cream by Wu Tang Clan though. That's got to be yeah. top five. That's, that should have been higher. That should have been higher yeah. than Shook. Yeah. Shook wow. ones. Shook I'm, ones I'm should not, not have been higher than. Okay. All right, looking at the I list. I have five on it. Hold on now. There's a Wait. lot of songs. This is not that I bad of a I, list. I think I see what they did. There's decent, there's decent songs, but there's also wild placement. I, yeah. I, that's okay. The, the placement, I agree with. I think what they tried doing, this is clearly, this can't be computer AI generated. This is this from across. Be, this is. This has to be all the staff New get York together. Right. Dreams and nightmares of 29? Yeah. Ha- all the staff get together. Ooh, that's high. Have a vote. <laughs> I don't and know if also, Dreams and Nightmares top 50. The staff age range has to be like, there's no small margin. This has to be a big yeah. margin for the ages. Liquid Swords at 28. I don't care about I don't care about any of this. The fact that Madlib and MF Doom are nowhere to be found is disrespect. Ooh, yeah, man. and also like I'm gonna just be this guy LP. Like, LP's not on there. LP's, LP's not on there not either. On there. Yeah. Like so, this is. I think the actual songs played a lot into it. DJ Shadow isn't on here. He's like the most influential like, instrumental. And on top of that, you, 
you guys are talking as music purists. Yeah, you this have is, to think about the general population. But who did you just say though was making this list? So no, the Spotify mm. staff. I don't believe they're true music. They work at a music I, company. None of us do that. I don't think <laughs> like, that means anything they, because we. I don't think it. I don't buy that. That doesn't pass the sniff test to me. The only reason why I say that doesn't, doesn't mean anything to me because I've seen so many situations with different companies. Even with the award shows, you're supposed to be people that works for these company, your record producers and this and that. That is valid. And then you turn around and give the award to someone that doesn't deserve it. Just because you work for a music company doesn't make you a music purist. Your job is just to work at a music company. Of course, you have the anomaly yeah. where, oh, you have 10 employees and two of them are true music people. And but like other just like, oh, I like listening to music. But like I'm triangulating here a little bit because it's like we, we have two things. We got one, the fact that this is probably not like data driven because it's very much from across hip hop's history. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it is. is there's it way is. too many. There's this is mostly old songs, which like I think is dope. I, I appreciate. That's like my first green flag with this list is that and that's why a lot of older a stuff. Person vote and not a, a AI computer vote. Yeah. It's clearly done so, by people. So yeah. So we have that. That's like one piece of data. The other piece Which of what well, yeah, sure. Uh so that makes me th think that this is not a list that is meant to like garner that's meant to appeal to a pop audience. This is like a hip hop purist purist list, right? Mm -hmm. no one who's like trying to grab like i don't know playboy cardi like streamers is going to put dipset anthem on no, the, yeah. you know in the top True, right right, right. and the people who did it almost certainly because i do buy that i think this was a spotify staff uh like doing some kind of vote or some kind of tally i buy that so this i think like if you take those two things and like triangulate it mf doom that's reasonable LP yeah. that's reasonable you know and even with that there's there's other I think pretty glaring omissions like the fact that you don't have anything that's Kid Cudi on this at all no day and night no pursuit of happiness you don't have that's anything you don't have that's anything over March yeah day and night's though? not on here yeah no the day and night beats incredible yeah and yeah. you don't have, have you ever watched have you ever watched the uh the video about the day and night beat yes Shift play, bitch. That is a song I think lives and dies by its beat. I, I yeah. love you know me. I love Kid Cudi. I love the song Day and Night. But what I was about to say is, and this is not meant to be a knock at Kid Cudi. Every single person listen listed here are like true hip hop, like strictly it's hip hop. Of, it's no, no, there's a lot of subgenre shit. There's, I don't know if there's a lot of Missy Elliott. What other genres are mixed into this? Yeah, well, the first song is Chief Keef a drill, which is a very yeah, specific, that's a subgenre. You have a very specific drop like subgenre. You have uh, who who else is that? Future. I mean, no, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Future's yeah, trap. I mean, Future's fine. trap. That's a specific. Still, when you think of drill hip hop, I'm gonna think more of hardcore hip hop than anything else. Also, hold on, hold on. The fact that Future is on this list twice. Twice. And Kid Cudi and Eminem are missing is a That's, red flag. Dude, there's no alchemist. It, it, it the like, there's no alchemist. The alchemist, no alchemist isn't on this. Who okay. Is Who is it? The alchemist. That's a good point. Oh, wait. Okay. Time out. That is a good point. Let me just... Okay. I also uh, so would have liked if they organized this list by the producer. Like... 
Valid. That was, yeah, 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 like I, that would have been great better. point. That would yeah, have been like, So, so you just higgle three names. Y'all just said y'all said Alchemist. Y'all said LP and Kid Cudi. Y'all just said somebody like Kid else. Cudi or something? Uh, MF sure, we we'll say Kid Cudi. MF, oh, MF, MF Doom instead of right. Kid Cudi. Right. So those three, MF Doom. Now, if you was to go outside, walk down the street, and cross 20 people, would people pick MF Doom? Or let me just pick a name off the list. Well, Craig some, Mark. Old, <laughs> let me do an old one. If someone said MF Doom or Cream by Wu-Tang, who are they picking? Well, Cream by Wu-Tang is a top 10 beat. But like, okay. let's go with like... What about I'm like saying, if you go down the street? Let's I'm I'm gonna stay like, with about like something like cell therapy by Goody Mob, right? Like, okay. don't get me wrong, I got respect for Goody Mob, but like, no, you know. without the point, the point I'm trying to make, even when y'all said future, if you go down the street with 20 people, are people doing future or LP? The sure, I'm not well, yeah, I'm but like, saying, what if you said right. run the jewels? That might be a little bit of a different thing. Okay, but I'm not saying it's right. It play right. What I'm saying is, I agree with you all. The names that all of you mentioned, I 100% agree. They deserve to be on this list. The reason why I'm comparing apples and oranges is because you have to think about the map. A reward show. Everything else is all about the masses. Children's Story by Slick Rick is on this list, and you think it's for the masses? I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> but you think you, you see what I mean here? Like it's all these songs that I'm looking at. <laughs> even they had Crime Mob I, on I here. Think, hold on, I think what's the difference is you live through these things, so you know. Okay. That these were actually the streaming. There you people go. Oh, at I'm, the time. I'm certain That's that these were streaming people at the time, 100. Right. But okay. I think like there's a certain there's a certain okay, level okay, okay, of like okay. you're gonna put to Future twice and. Not Company Flow, not Run the Jewels, not MF Doom, not Freddie Gibbs. Like maybe I'm biased because I you, you live I live through different. both. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, even still, I don't think this is meant to appeal to the masses in terms of streaming numbers. But every song mentioned here made a staple in its time period. Sure. Right. So it was meant to be one of the biggest songs. At the so time. pretty so much, just yeah. None of these are like under, like underground shit. You know? It's a bunch of people of my age that aren't real music purists, boy. And they will still say something like Liquid Swords or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. Even but like my problem isn't. But like once again, my problem is not things like Liquid Swords. My problem is things like uh, two future songs. Like, there's no fucking outcast either. Yeah, there's no outcast. There's no. Yeah. Where are these music purists not putting outcasts yeah, on here? Like, nothing from Stankonia, nothing from Speaker Box, nothing from Love Below. Yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah. I'm, I'm there's no Jake Hole. There's, like, there's no Jake Hole. What I'm saying is, like, <laughs> Jake, there's Jarvis, no look at the, look at the there's camera. None. There's I no Jake Hole. Like, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. I agree. Wait. You're right. I'm going to give it. <laughs> If we're being honest here and we're being fair, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. The list is not bad. It's I not an six. awful list. I give I, it a 6. I, 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 I don't hate I I would probably cut you guys in the middle. You know what y'all should do? Y'all should send it to somebody that you know is not a music purist and just tell them to rate it <laughs> best out of 10. None of them are going to be gonna like, know any of it. <laughs> no, no, no. Send it to Leah. Yeah. Send it to Leah and see what she, she says. 
I'm gonna send it to There's him. no DJ screw either, which is I think a, a serious omission. Yeah. I think the biggest Look, fuck up though. I, I, I have to dock it I have to dock it a whole ass two points though by not putting the producer. Like <laughs> valid, yeah. Yeah, totally. like after the conversation we had of like Metro Boomin might shift the like how yeah. we think about producers in the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm so focused on producers and giving them the credit. Yeah, like, I want producer, to be like look at like, don't get me wrong, like, most, I think it's fair to say most people go to hip-hop for the lyrics, and, like, that is just the one thing the rapper does. But the producer does the entire rest of the song, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and without it, no one's coming to listen. I agree. The, the fact that Through the Wire is not on this list is also bullshit. That's, that is sick. That, was, but, I was, that changed the fucking game. They have game. two, technically. They, they have two. Buddies oh, in okay. Paris. And, in Paris. And then Power. And Power. How are, like, and it should have been Runaway. What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, is no. wait, is there anything? Okay, no pop. Besi- There's one Kendrick. I'm thinking about That's Twisted, true. my Twisted Dark Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, no powers I mean, from that. You can do Runaway from there. Runaway. Yeah, Runaway, Runaway should have been the one. I would, you could have even put. You could have even put fucking uh, Guilt Trip on this. Like, yeah. I don't know about that. I would say maybe Touch the Sky. Definitely. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, the early stuff goes in without saying. Not like, a single Lupe Fiasco song. Jesus yeah, I mean, Christ. Where's Big Crit? Who's no. knocking the speakers? Like, <laughs> No Acid Rain. Stop. No. no. <laughs> I don't know, man. Acid Rain is a good beat. I know. I love it, but don't get me into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to burn the whole list down. Seven look, look. Rick Ross songs, but we can't Where get what? No, I'm getting <laughs> If you're doing 50 songs. No early Jay-Z. No Jay-Z at all. There's Jay-Z. There's multiple Jay-Z. Where? Big oh, Pimpin. Oh, yeah. Big Pimpin, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. But, like, when I think, like, early Jay-Z, I think, like, uh, like reasonable doubt type stuff. I don't know. Push. It, it, it has to be number A little push. push. A little it, bit. It's got to be number push. And that's natural. That's, yeah. You don't take songs. Yeah. Like, yeah no, don't happened. get me wrong. This isn't the oh, worst thing I've ever <laughs> seen. But no, like, but it's, it's still like it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird list. Okay, okay. Yeah. And All right. Once again, it's like top fifty. Oh, it's a hard list to make. <laughs> it's a that hard is a list hard to make. Hard. But you put future twice within That's ten hard. songs yeah, of each other. It's kind of sick. I will not be trying to defend future, but March Madness and Mask Off. <laughs> no, I would, I would. I would let. I would be okay with Mask Off in the forties of this list. I one hundred percent. It is too high. Yeah, I don't. It's yeah, not even that much, that too high, but it's two of them. Two. No ASAP and no Tyler. Also, which ASAP song? I w- honestly, I could see uh fucking what is it um fucking problems. Fucking problems. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, pro- problems is valid, but for but for but for beat, I could see um what's that one off of testing that I really like? Fuck. Uh, totally like. What if I knew right it? Like, what if I was like, oh, that one that one song off testing. It's the the fucking popular one, <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, oh, praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. That's sick. The sa- the feet the sample on that is amazing. I just yeah. couldn't remember if it was actually called that or something else. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. And then I mean, even even Pop Smoke's Dior is like pretty damn innovative. Yeah. I don't know if it's top fifty, but like it's it could have been like somewhere in the lower over part of two the future songs. Like yeah, Dior is fire. The reversed violin. You just brought up a really good point. The oldest person on this list. I mean, sorry. The youngest person on this list is Travis Scott in the future. Everyone else is older. And yeah. I think that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's there's there's definitely like a, a no juice world either. Yeah. So it, it was clear that whoever did have a soundness, the oldest, the youngest people was Chief Keith, Future, Meek Mill, Travis Scott, and Travis Scott. And if you think about it, Chief Keith is the youngest one out of all of them, and Chief Keith what twenty something now, twenty five. He's like our age. Yeah, yeah more than that, be at least maybe twenty nine. No, he's not that old. He's only a couple years younger than me, and I'm 31. Chief Keef is, yeah, 27. 27. So he's my age. That's fine. 27. I think if that's the youngest person, they did I. They did I. Yeah, no. And look, I definitely definitely appreciate seeing something that is actively not trying to be like, here is what is hot right now. Right? You know, I'm happy I don't see Nardo Wick and Ice Spice on this list. But, like, (laughs) it's... I killed him. I killed him. That was a combo move. Like, <laughs> you had me a Nardo wig and then you said ice box. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, so I, I don't know. I think it's a weird list. It's kind of fucky, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It, it's not the worst thing. Okay. Um, moving on past that, then, just going straight for it. Um, very quick mention Drake has surpassed 80 million. The first person. Billion with a B. Billion, sorry, yeah. on the beat. Um, Spotify streams as a collective and all his music that he has either made or featured in. That's, that's a lot of music. That's it's a lot of streams. We wow. should have a revolution and take it from him. Like, I don't know if you can take it from him, but I think we he's can. Got if you want to have a revolution, go for it. <laughs> I have a hammer. Like, well, let's be honest, you don't make any money off of Spotify. <laughs> no, you don't make any money. Congratulations, Drake, on your $76. Like... <laughs> Mad. That is crazy. I'm not saying he doesn't have money. I'm just saying, like, no, yeah. yeah. But it is just, it is like insane how some artists just completely dominate. I'm I'm genuinely curious, and I have not thought about this. This just popped up in my head because we've talked about the split for Drake before streaming numbers and after streaming numbers. Now there's a clear divide. Yeah. Out of the 80 billion, how much percentage wise do you accredit? To when he went fully commercial, seventy percent. You think seventy? No, I don't think so. How much do you think, Jasper? I think lower. I think it's one of the one of these things where like it started out like he had a big blip at the start, and then the algorithm picked it up and ran with it, and now that's why we've got such such like a prolific media. Like you can't separate the two. You can't separate streaming from Drake because Mm -hmm. streaming made it. So I, I would say it's like maybe like 30%. I think he really got like lifted yeah. during the early days of streaming and the algorithm and just got like forced to the forefront of public consciousness. I'm going to fall somewhere in the middle. Like, like 50, 50, 50, like 50, 50. My thing is I went, I went 50, 50, but then I'm like, I just feel like Drake has gotten much bigger since views. He has, you know, and, we need to define the cutoff is views. Yeah. Right? If views is views the, is the first in the post streaming Drake. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just think he's gotten much popular. I want, and I'm not even necessarily factoring in like, you know, because that's when he really started getting that broad appeal. Yes, Drake was always really popular with the people who ultimately moved the culture, but that like, not what a time to be alive. I mean, even though it's a year difference. Oh no, no. no. You got off of views because both. This is technically a mixtape. Yeah, and this is not mass produced. This no, is, that's not. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. I definitely don't. I 13. I barely even consider that a 
a Drake project. Not like I have a disrespect thing. It just feels like it's Wait, a different, thing. different. Yeah. I hate to bring these people up again, but it feels almost like how I separate Run the Jewels from Killer Mike and LP. You know? Oh, oh, okay, okay, right. Oh, okay, I agree. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I totally think, like, Views is a separation. And, like, I just think from how much more popular he's gotten, you know, his growth has been exponential. You know, because, like, in th- sure, Take Care may have been his creative peak, but, mm-hmm. like, back then he was, like, the same size as Kid Cudi, as... Uh, his contemporaries yeah, now he's you know debatably bigger than anyone not even debatably he's the biggest right he, he is the uh, most and that that growth started somewhere and like i think it's 50 50 yeah i mean like i just thought 50 50 sounded way too one-sided because like the growth had to have been exponential that's true and like, I feel like all the streaming i was numbers. between maybe 65 is probably where i come yeah. down yeah. so I have some years in here that might that might help you pick your numbers. So in March of 2011, Spotify announced the customer base had hit 1 million. By August 2012, they reported that 15 they had 15 million active users. Jesus, what an increase. So knowing yeah. that information, does that change your answer? I would need to know like how like some more data points i would have to know how many they had in 2015 2017 2020 you know i gotta see like where that number is going because like you say that but that's pre the launch of spotify's biggest competitor Mm -hmm. as like yeah as the certified drake hater among us um (laughs) i feel like it's one of those things where like you you look at where people discover new music right and as the platforms have grown whether it's Spotify or, you know, Apple Music or even something like, I don't know, Tidal, you look at how content is served. And this is on YouTube too. It's content is served based on whether or not people with similar demographics that the platform has collected enjoyed it. And if somebody else consumed it, enjoyed it, and went back again, that it really, really reinforces the push. Yeah. to try and push that content. So I think in in no small part, the pushing of content as recommended or relatable content because it's palatable is something that really kind of like, it was like a, a wave that was just ridden throughout the, the streaming build. And that's the thing with these systems. They're designed to snowball because those snowballs create views, create listens, create profit. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's I think really it's, for me personally, I think it's 50-50. I'll go either 50 or 60% older stuff. Because if I ever go back to listen to Drake, as Jasper has mentioned multiple times, older Drake is just better. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it just, I, I totally agree creatively. And that's where I listen. I just yeah. know I'm an outlier. You know, my <laughs> most listened to artist has shockingly fewer streams than some. I learned today that. Uh, Run the Jewel Belly has three times as many monthly listeners as Run the Jewels. That's yeah. insane to me. Like <laughs> it's all the features. Huh? Wow. I said I, I said it's all the features. Yeah. And oh, like yeah. I've seen them sell out an entire festival. Like Yeah. It's it's also one of those things you, you look at like Drake's social media presence and just his media presence in general and how he markets himself. How is it that much different? from most other artists and the answer is fundamentally it's not it it's it, it, it had it, it 
in my mind, it just has to be a positioning thing because you look at rollouts that someone like Kanye does for albums or Kendrick or J. Cole or like any of these other big names, other big contemporaries, all the rollouts have the same level of polish. They've got the same level of media coverage when it comes to like publications. Yeah, they're all PR the only, firm jobs. Yeah. The only difference is that is that one of them has this existing library of listeners who then persuade an, a, a computer system to generate more more streams and more revenue that's that's the way i see it yeah so all, all other variables being held constant <laughs> <laughs> all right that, that's only fair oh my god i think we should talk about the goat we back we normally do movie magic, but I will let this. This is acceptable. To this me. will slide. This is acceptable to me. It's like it's like Purvis's new contact photo for me. <laughs> Literally. That when I die, that's how I want to be remembered. <laughs> Damn. You put that. Is, put that as the photo on the like... invitation to my funeral. <laughs> he died as he lived. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, what is this photo you submitted? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are back. Um, jumping right back into the news. We only have a couple more things to cover. Yeah. Uh, we have Fetty Wap has now been sentenced to six years in Not jail. the GOAT. Not the How US government going through with their plan to incarcerate black men. Am I right? I hate this. Like, who could have ever predicted this? <laughs> Rob, you're gonna take it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's funny because I remember. I'm pretty sure I said this a couple months ago. I was like, "What happened to Fetty Wap? Like, um, is he alive?" Yeah. Does this? Be honest. The same does thing that's gonna happen to Young Thug. Huh? He said, "What happened to Fetty Wap?" I said, "The same thing that's gonna happen to Young Thug if the they, oh, no. if, if if these oh, people keep God. getting away with it." Literally. Yeah. Are any of you surprised? Not super surprised. I mean, it's a bummer because I love Fetty Wap, but like, yeah, yeah. The fact that he's been so quiet and absent, you gotta be doing something. He fought, yeah. but you he fought because you still gotta live, you still gotta eat, and like, that's the thing. When you're a one hit wonder and you blow up so quick, one album eat, wonder, buddy. Like, say, we'll give a couple songs. <laughs> but, yeah. Look, okay, you, is one hit wonder one song or one album? One song. Can do both. It's one hit wonder is one song, but he has a couple. One hit wonder definitely means one song, but yeah, he he's certainly a one album wonder. Like he is, a but yeah, it, it kind of sucks. Sorry. Yeah, no, it sucks. I'm I'm not happy about this. It makes me really sad. I was hoping for a resurgence, just 2015 all over again. Like, he was the king of the summer. He, he had a I don't think anyone has ruled a summer as hard as it was, either, it was either that or Chief Keith. What I think Gam- I think Gambino it? ruled summer pretty hard in 2018. Oh, that was that was pretty. That's up up until Astroworld dropped, and then Astroworld was. I think that's all. For a bit. We'll, we'll give him that cut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was late. Yeah, that was late August. That was like back to school music, kind of. Yeah, period. facts. Yeah, we have oh. that in What a parallel, Jesus man. But um, moving on past that, J- Jasper, what's going on with Pusha C? We we just yeah, five years. Five years for Daytona. It's the five-year Daytona, baby. We got a restock on the vinyl and a purple translucent cassette tape on his web store that is already sold out. The vinyl's still there. Purple translucent cassette tape That's cool. sold. I love cassette that tapes. Cool. Cassette tapes are very cool. I got I like my, cassette tapes. I got I like my hands on an original Master of Puppets cassette tape. 
Oh shit! And that's I have it on my desk at work. It's pretty sick. I was yeah. just telling Purvis while we were on our little break that it's got to be all these Zoomer kitties who have cassette tape players now because of Stranger Things. Or and Guardians so of all... the Galaxy. Or Guardians of the Galaxy. Valid, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just like the explosion of yeah. retro tech being I just think, trendy. I think it's interesting about cassette tapes because one, I think they are like cool little widgets. And I yeah. think for people who like would collect vinyls the same way I would, which is not to listen to them because like I can't afford the setup required to do them justice. Like I think they're cool because they don't take up as much room. Uh, but my thing is just like the thing is like vinyls sound really good. Cassette does they not. do. Does cassette? Yeah. Cassette is one of those things where we streaming is definitely a better yes. format than cassette. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to use a touchscreen. I want to push buttons. Yeah, that is fair. I want to push yeah. physical buttons that well, go I just, click. I think it's a cool little widget, you know. Click. It's a cool, nice little thing to have that supports your favorite artist. Yeah, so totally. that I think is, is dope, and I support it for that reason. And that is like, why I bought one. Yeah, There's did you buy one? I bought the vinyl. Born Sinner just came out. Born, for the yeah, today. yeah, no, there's, 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 there's been a there's been a there's a boom. There's a cassette boom. That's 100 percent a thing that's happening. The reason why I'm not getting Born Sinner because I have four seal drives. The exact uh, same the reason. reason I have it right there, and that's the only reason I haven't bought it. What? We so, both said the so, exact same, literally exact same yeah. reason. We haven't gotten Born Center on vinyl because we have four. We both drive. have four-wheel drive on vinyl. Yeah, and I feel like I have a goal with my vinyl. I One need to from collect. Every that's the thing. I have a list. Of, <laughs> I have a list of artists who I'm like. I need to have at least one from each of these artists, and then I'll start thinking about okay, their other albums. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm probably like four or five vinyls away from being happy with my collection, to where I'm just like, okay, I'll just start buying a couple other ones. Yeah. I mean, I have a few vinyls that I really appreciate. Like I have a Good Kid, Mad City. I got in a fun way. I, yep, and that I one. have uh, a Rise Against album I'm really happy with. Uh, and I want to get some so I can put them up. But my thing is that just like, I don't know, dude. I already have too many things. To buy. I collect too many things as it is. You know? I I, I know that I, feeling. Yeah. Download I, yes. Yeah. Yes, Purvis. Agreed. All your finals. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's just I just don't need another thing to collect. It's don't just... feel bad. My last vinyl I bought was Def Punk. So Def Punk. I was sick. telling, I was telling uh, Brandon last week while you were in London, Purvis. I've got Discovery, Human After All, and Igor on the way. The Random Access Memories just came in. I just picked up Pusha T, and I have the Call Me If You Get Lost estate sale on pre-order. So Jeez. that shit rolling in. I'm like, give me all that shit. Yeah. UPS gonna come daily. Yep. <laughs> yep. I already know there's one vinyl I'm probably never gonna be able to get. Was a mm. channel orange. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, I'm I'm probably never gonna get the that. The fact that I get blonde, I'm extremely blessed. Yeah, I'm you... still bitter. I need to get that shit. Yeah, extremely blessed. All right, Isaac, you have a game for us. Yes. So, do you want to do the game first, or do you want the jury to go through his court summonings? Oh yeah. Go through go through your course things, and then let's do the game. All right. Let me let me hold on. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna try to fly through this as quickly as possible. So this is a follow up to the debate we had two weeks ago about yes. who's going to be replacing Kanye West. Probably our best episode. 
Like, doom, doom, <laughs> doom, 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 doom. Literally. In terms okay, of so, um, content? In terms of just like, it was very fun and I enjoyed doing it. Nice. <laughs> like, that is the um, sole metric by which I judge this podcast. I'm going to say any debate Brandon loves. <laughs> love Do you mean to tell me that we didn't get 80 billion streams like Drake? <laughs> no, we're actually second. We are second behind Drake. Yeah, there we go. Still unpaid. <laughs> Still unpaid. Still nobodies. Thanks for the thirty-eight dollars, no, no Spotify. No money. We went oh, to Small Cheval and just me and Purvis. Like, <laughs> like you guys feel desperate that I'm working on a sponsor for you guys. Yeah. We're still pulling it together. Yeah. Yeah, you um, gotta I'm, give me a copy of the. Little I'm working on that in the background. Yeah, behind I'm, the I'm scenes. Yeah, give me that pitch deck because I know how to make decks, but I just don't know what one for a podcast looks like. I got you. I got you. I yeah. got you. I was going to say, should we do a sponsor spot this episode? No. No. <laughs> it's always, the answer is always going to be no. no. I'm always going to ask, though. Is it Not written by AI? <laughs> Perhaps. No. No. Like... All right. Okay, quarters in session. So before I even got a chance to really come up with my definite answer, I had to ask myself, what will make somebody the new Kanye? So I kind of broke it up into four categories that had small parts in it. The first category was mostly just music in general. And so when you break that down, is the new person to replace Kanye, do they have that producer power or skills at a high level? And not only are they producer, but can they produce and rap? And so you know, that was kind of the first part. The second part is, do they have their own line or endorsement in anything? So like shoes, clothing, Kanye has a school. He has the uh, the little mixer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's another part I took into consideration. The third part was their time in the game. Do they transition? Do they translate over generations? What is their impact on new artists coming out? And are you was their change in flow noticeable from when they first came out until recently? Right. There and then the fourth category was how is he seen in the game in the very beginning? So for instance. Did his style transition transition or did his style go beyond what was current during that time? Were they someone that was kind of unknown that is now known globally? And quote fingers where they looked at as something lame, but now is one of the coolest things. Well, let me not say now, but became one of the coolest things ever. So with that being said, unfortunately, Brandon, you kind of got knocked out really quickly. I hate to say That's that because I, I like LP, but when he... I've argued for West Side Gun. West Side I'm Gun. sorry, West Side Gun. I, yeah. I apologize. West Side Brain Gun. Slip. Yeah. But... Normally would be LP. Normally I mean, yeah, be. Normally, yeah, in that situation. Normally would be, but I knew that wasn't... And so... Might have met the fast first and third category, but the second and fourth category, he kind of get not he gets knocked out of. So that just leaves us with Tyler and Metro. It's like ideally it's Tyler. 
this is this was very very tough because technically Tyler can hit all four. True, but very weakly in in the third category with time in the game. Tyler has been around for a long. He's been around for a very long time, but I feel like his name as let me not say as a whole, but people He's kind of people persona aren't non grata until uh, Tyler. It's only the second half. Yeah, it's only the second half of his run. Yeah. So yeah, because it's been like what almost fourteen years now. Yeah. But up until yeah. twenty fifteen, he it's wasn't been really. A very he was very. He was kind of being kept out a little bit, I mean, and somewhat good. unfairly. Even though I don't like those earlier albums, I I think maybe a little. I agree. Unfairly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so he so out Flower Boy. Twenty seventeen. Like Flower Boy is a good point for him, where people are just like, "Oh, Tyler." So he yeah. was very weak in category three. But other than that, when it comes to music, he can do all rapping, producing. He's got it. Having his own line or endorsements, he has it. How he seen, how he was seen in the beginning up to now, he's got it. Checks out. So let's check out Metro. Metro pretty much hit every category except for the name and endorsements. Yeah, he doesn't have his own thing. He doesn't have anything. He's got the movie now, but that's about it. That's it. He just has a Spider-Verse that he has a short feature in. But besides that, he has, well, he barely has the first category of music. He has a production, but has he even rapped a single bar yet? No. So, no. So, in that case, in the case and lawsuit of who's going to become the new Kanye, the jury has voted, and I'm not a huge fan to say so, but the jury has <laughs> voted Tyler, the creator, as the possible new Kanye. That makes well, sense. Done. It, well done. It's logical. It Call me if you get lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys. It's like going into it, we kind of knew. Guys, I had a piece of news drop and get sent to me. Okay. And it is the most bizarre hip-hop news I have ever heard in my life. Okay, so okay. I think we are all we're all movie people on this podcast to a certain yes. extent. Yeah, we're all looking forward to the double feature of the year, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Uh, they're they changed the dates. It's not happening anymore. It did it. They're not going to be on the same day. They changed it. I don't think so. Everyone's talking about it in my group chat that they're still coming out in the same day. Really? I, I could have sworn Oppenheimer moved. No, it would be not. smart to separate the dates. No, I don't think so because they're complete, completely different audience. They are two different Wait, wait. Counter-programming counter is like one of the most powerful marketing techniques in movies. Magic Mike and Ted both made like 15 <laughs> times. Not 15 <laughs> times. Like 15% more because they programmed to different audiences. Like Magic Mike in the original Ted movie. Ted moved up a month to come out across from Magic Mike because, like, two different groups. Magic Mike and Ten? Ted. 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 Oh, the, Ted? The stoner, oh, no, yeah. the stoner yeah, Mark yeah. Wahlberg yeah, yeah, comedy, yeah. right? Okay. So Oppenheimer, this is the one we're talking about. We're not talking about Barbie. Okay. Oppenheimer just dropped uh, a soundtrack. Like, who's going to be the artist on the Oppenheimer soundtrack? Or at least I a reporter. A reporter on Twitter, and I don't know if it's real, 
because but the thing is that most of the artists look real it's stuff like the cure the strokes joy division new order soccer mommy like the kind of like post-punky stuff christopher nolan always puts in his movies but there's one name that really sticks out and that's travis scott let's go like travis scott is- <laughs> no i could totally see it though i could totally see it though. i from okay. a production he did, he did, standpoint, he did the... yes, because Ludwig, who's like all over the hip hop world, is doing the score. So yes, there's absolutely going to be a hip hop influence in the school in the music department of that movie. Also, You're literally transitioning into the game, right? That I have say sick. Love <laughs> real this. quick. Like, R- we real love quick, I also want to tra- say this is not the first time this has happened. The plan was the lead song for Tenet which is another sure. Chris Nolan film. Sure. So there's that. It's, it's This has happened. Like, this collaboration has been done. So okay. okay. I had, I had I no idea. I can understand the tenant. Oppenheimer's different because it's a biopic about a real guy yeah, who did some different. real shit. Yes. But same same director, same yeah. no, you're right. studio. Yeah. yeah. And I also um, think the Ludwig connection is strong. Definitely. One other thing I did want to mention before we do move on to the game that we forgot to address in the news. The Weeknd's new TV show. Oh, oh yeah that looks wild the, the idol yeah the Ish. idol it has it, not great reviews very no, awesome not. reviews. 27 percent on rotten tomatoes i i have a theory as to why this is because i saw someone call out they're like i think this show is going to be awful and they should explain the production thing and i actually completely understand it because the show was originally concepted by this woman she used to be an escort and a stripper and she made this movie called the uh the girlfriend experience right or it was a project i don't know if it was a movie or a mini series or something but she made something called the girlfriend experience and it was this supposed to be this super sympathetic but like still racy and like exploitative in that way that drives hbo's content right yeah. and she developed the idol originally with the weekends and then he left and then she left she left the project and the guy from Euphoria stepped in. Yeah. It's and supposed to take place in the same universe. I haven't heard that. Ugh. I saw a thing today. It was yeah. it was confirmed, apparently. Yeah. yeah. So. Which is a huge knock to it. Yeah, which is sus. Because, really? like, that guy is a weird creator. I think we're looking. We, he might be just, like, HBO's Dan Schneider. <laughs> yeah. I see. Like, um, uh, I also got to say, it's, it's too bad, like, for the weekend, right? Because... You know, twenty-seven percent Rotten Tomatoes. Turns out someone was around to judge him. Yeah, but like you know, this is only his like second foray into acting. I think. Yeah. And he's one in one. He was really good in this first one. They should have just put in Trevor Noah, and like normies wouldn't have known the difference. Yeah. 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 Featuring the weekday. I mean, I wonder if it's even. I have a hard time putting the fault of this on the weekends. No, definitely this is not. absolutely yeah, yeah, on the showrunner. Absolutely on the writers. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the show might've been, it's probably bad. I would Dude, like at some see- point, the ratings yeah. were like single digits, like eight, yeah, like nine percent. Yeah. I would like yeah. to see him just to see sure. how well he does. I might watch an episode just out of sick to curiosity from the show, but like, yeah, no, definitely. Watch- Cause I, have you seen uncut good. gems though? I don't think so. Oh my god, it's really, really good. <laughs> I just thought of something. Yeah, no, and the week the thing about Uncut Gems is it's like a uh it's like a very specific period piece. It takes place like in uh 
like in August, 2014, right? August 2014, right? Like yeah. Kevin Durant, like where he is in his career is like a plot point. And Kevin The Weeknd is playing a House of Balloons era version of himself. Wild. Who's like sleeping with Adam Sandler, who's like friends trying to fuck like Adam Sandler's girlfriend's character, right? It's an incredible oh. movie. And like, yeah, he's literally playing himself, but like he's playing himself from like not like five years earlier. You know, that's not as easy as it seems you know, that's kind of something that people who have never set foot on a movie set think is very easy, but it's not. Uh, so maybe watch something good with him in it. Like, can I, can I just say, I really like that you brought up Uncut Gems because that movie always reminded me of if Adam Sandler were to cosplay his belly. That is super funny. That is very funny. That is Dude, so, it fucking kills me. It, Every time I see it, too. I'm like, It's ah. accurate, too. This is how I win. <laughs> that movie's so good. I saw that movie on New Year's Eve. Uh, I saw it on New Year's Eve going into 2020, and I didn't realize that that was just going to be that decade. Just that entire yeah. decade is going to be yeah. like watching uncut gems over and over and over again. It is true. I, out of all the movies, I do not do good with like suspense, even though it's not really like a suspense movie. It's just tense. So much tension. It's tense. Like, it's not suspense. Pause it. I was like, hold on, like yeah. my chest. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, so, the stakes feel super duper high, but it's not like his life's in danger most of the movie. You know what I mean? Purvis, have you seen the menu? It's good. You uh, should watch the I, menu. I can't, I can't, I, I have a thing with gore. I can't watch oh, the menu. Okay. Purvis, you should watch I, I the menu. Watch it. Brandon, I am not a gory person. That I hate gory movies. This one was tolerable. It is. Tolerable. I, I have just have a, I have like an immediate, like, yeah. I have like a very it, specific reaction to gore. Like the other day, I was watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and like that yep. almost got me. Like, yeah, that well, that one's rough. That one's real end, rough. Yeah, this yeah. isn't as I actually, I actually, it's not as gratuitous. I actually oh. thought back to our conversation about Air when I was watching that movie yep. about yep. how you said something about how the guy they could have gone more into, like the guy's background who designed the shoe. And because of the construction of the movie, you think it would have made it stronger. And I think like there's a very similar thing with, uh, yeah, that uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because yeah, like at Peter the Moore end, Brad's Pitt character goes fucking bananas on a teenage girl, and like the thing is, she's a murderer. In real life, they did awful fucking shit, and yeah. like you're, it's supposed to be that tension. But I feel like it would have been a lot more successful if they would have included the true fact that those characters. We're also like white supremacists and we're trying to blame the murder of Sharon Tate on black people. And it's like they were trying to start a race war like they were some of the most racist cults in American history. And I think like if you showed that part. Maybe yeah, Brad Pitt I mean, can beat up the teenage girl a little bit more. Like, I think I think Tarantino has a thing for like under like trying to drive like a story where it relies on the audience like having familiarity and he does it in a much more like broad sweeping way with inglorious bastards where it's yeah. like you just have to they don't, know that they don't talk about the holocaust it's just it's hitler right yeah. and it's like it's yeah. the same thing it's the manson murders like yeah. it's just kind of like there's an implicit understanding from the audience's perspective of like what the event is and then they like modify it in some way yeah yeah no totally i just would argue maybe there's a it's less bit, known for it's sure. Less known than World War II and the Civil War, because like yeah. this is absolutely yeah. true for Django and the Hateful Eight. One hundred percent. That guy has an amazing filmography. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the best. I, I hate how I mean, we don't talk about Kill Bill, but otherwise, yes. Kill, yeah. Kill Bill's well, fantastic. 
I did watch Kid no. Cudi's movie on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, what movie? I did watch it. Uh, Lunar. Yeah. Crater, whatever it's called. Crater, Crater. It was Crater. crater. Yeah. He has watch part it. though, right? It. Okay. I need to see it. I haven't seen it. The movies are. It's a Disney movie. Yeah, it's I mean, Disney goes... teenage movie. Yeah. yeah. So imagine fucking iCarly on the moon. Oh. Um, I mean, that sounds humorous. I enjoyed an iCarly episode back in my day. I mean, it was it was. It sounds great for a certain audience. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. That is not dudes it, in their thirties. No. <laughs> it was. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was entertained watching it. I, I was at work watching it. Um, Kid Cudi for the whole the whole movie is maybe an hour and twenty minutes. Kid Cudi probably had ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I can't explain. But when you figure out what's going on with his character, it makes sense why he only has 10 minutes. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get to the game. But while we're talking about movies, funny thing, it rolls right into the game. So, two-part game. I'm going to hit both of you, all three of you guys. Uh, Jasper, I'll start with you. If someone told you that you were in control of creating the soundtrack for a movie, the genre is thriller, what would be the first song that comes to mind that you would put to that movie? The first song for a thriller movie. Are we talking like... Like I, I feel like thrillers, thrillers like such a big genre. Is it like an actual like scary movie thriller, or is it like a historical one? Like, what's the um, context? Let's say like a murder like mystery, scream. like gong, like scream, like scream's scream. a horror movie. I that's a, I, yeah, okay, yeah. When I hear thriller, I think like Seven, Gone Girl. Okay, yeah, there you go, Seven. Uh, seven. Like seven. Rear Window, which is a bad one. Uh, Zodiac, <laughs> True Detective, thrillers Zodiac, are my yeah. favorite genre of movies, oh, yeah, yeah. and I have several unfinished thriller scripts. Like, so yeah, we we can we do a script reading as one of our like special episodes? I no, like <laughs> please, I'll maybe I'll make a new one. Like, would you like to share with the class? No, um, <laughs> man, and, and does this have to be something from the hip hop genre, or is this just any song? Well, any song, it doesn't matter. Hmm. I guess if it's starting out, a lot of thriller movies don't start out like heavy and suspenseful. They start out like kind of jovial and then they become that, right? I think of like Us, for example. Oh, yeah. Um, would you, okay, us to make that things line. easier, would you want to pick the opening, pick the opening song or the ending song? The movie <sighs> starts off to this song or the movie ends to this song? To if make- I were to pick a, if I were to pick a credit song, okay. I could probably pick a good credit song. I would say like, um, Fuck, man. This is like so hard off the top of my head right now. Um, I would say Funeral Singers by Caliphone. All right, cool. Yeah. Okay. Brandon? Mine's super easy because I've always no, wanted. No, it's a different genre. Oh. Each of you have different genres. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to do no, thrillers no, no. so bad because I have one. Each of you have different genres. I, I put some thought into this. Okay, cool. Comedy. Oh, of course you would. That's so hard because comedy is probably the broadest genre. Rom com. The Jerry Seinfeld theme. Rom com. <laughs> Rom com. That's tough to put 
I'm thinking. I'm trying. Oh, I know. Because I'm trying to think like, what kind of rom com would I make? Like, what kind of like, what kind of rom com is like? Is this for? Uh, same thing for Jasper. If you want to pass and come back, we what if I said back. we cry together by Kendrick Lamar? Oh my <laughs> god! Oh, that's your answer. That's, that's fine. Your I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna anti-answer this one because I that, wanted Thriller and I wanted to say Wicked Games. Like, <laughs> like you, hey, it's your movie. Yeah. You do what you want. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, uh, either. Yeah. No. I'm, I think like a little bit more serious one. Like maybe. Uh, Fuck! What's the one with Travis Scott on Control? Oh, the the Sizzle one. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's either... uh, Love Galore. Love Galore. Love Galore. Yeah, yeah. Love Galore. Probably Love Galore. I think that's okay. like a really good. We'll yeah. Do that. I think Love Galore yeah. is like something I like that I think would be fitting for that. My thing is that like you know rom coms are cool, but they're just not my thing. Gotcha. No problem. No problem. Purvis crime. <laughs> Why do they get cool genres? <laughs> Boom, <laughs> roasted. <laughs> when we get to the next part, you'll have a different okay. topic altogether. Purvis, if you don't pick bad to the bone, I swear to God. Easy. Crime, okay. do you want me to like narrow it down to so like drug dealer shit? Purvis, if this is not from a very specific label, a very, a very seven letter. Latina name label. <laughs> Latina name. I would not consider that a Latina name. I'm not. Griselda? No, yeah, no. Griselda's Spanish, isn't it? It sounds Eastern European to me. It's she's it's named after Griselda Blanco, who was a Latina woman. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's... they're named after a specific person who's a Latina. Okay, I didn't know that. I so thought it was I like say it, it sounded like like babushka type shit to me. No, but it's... whatever. Yeah. Gorilla no, Moonson. Um, West Side Gun featuring MF Doom. Yeah. It is the yeah. capital cocaine drug dealing music. Yeah, Griselda, right. yeah, Griselda Blanca was a Colombian drug lord. There you go. There you go. Yeah, All right, you. next part. We're going from movies to video games. Here we go. So, purposes you went last, you go first. You have sports. Ooh, That's so uh, easy, though. That's like every sports game like lives and dies by its soundtrack. Just pick serious. <laughs> It's just, your, your preference. Just pick serious by the Alan Parsons Project. Don't question it. What's the fuck is that? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a That's like the oh, obvious yeah. one. That's like the obvious one. Um, it's like, yeah, I'm going to do the theme from NBA Street. Like, whatever. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that was the first thing. Reminis, reminis. Literally. <laughs> Um, that was the first thing, but I want to do something that's already done. Um, <clears throat> I'm doing some brand new for sports. For sports, EA Sports is in the game. What? It's in the paid DLC. Actually, <laughs> literally in the paid DLC. Fuck those games. Fuck EA. Yeah, no, EA, EA. sucks. EA sucks, and their sport games have gone to trash. Re-release Madden 07, you cowards. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to do it. <laughs> Re-release it. I want, I want QB Vision. I just want to play a game with QB Vision so bad. Actually, okay, I have the perfect answer because I already have a gym playlist. Work Remix is an absolute That's, anger. You play this for in any the gym. sport. It doesn't matter. You're basketball, football, three times the weight. Imagine like three open, times the weight. Dude, that works on a for a fucking skateboarding video game too. Think it doesn't it. matter what the sport is. That's work perfect. remix. That's, I'm going hard. 
That is both a very good, obvious, and interesting choice, Purvis. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brandon, you know what? I'll make it fun. There's two more categories left. I'll let you pick it. Jasper, you get you'll get what's left. But it'll give you time to think. Would you like the shooter game or the fighting game, like Street Fighter? Ooh, give Jasper me shooter game. <laughs> give me shooter game for sure. Okay. Uh, what are you gonna do? And God. it can't be Halo influence. It's not gonna be Halo influence. Call of Duty, whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh my god. I'm trying to think, like, what would it be? Oh my gosh. If we're going, I'm trying to do hip hop specifically because podcast. Right. Uh, but my, my mind immediately goes to refuse resist by Sepultura, which is like, yeah, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, because like part of me wants to say shoot him up, but that feels so personal to like the Biggie thing. Part of me wants to do a Run the Jewel song, but that feels very generic for me. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go Sepultura. Refuse, resist. Okay. All right, cool. Now. Jasper. There you go. Finish him. Right. Finish him. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be uh, Juggernaut, Tyler the Creator, featuring Pharrell. That's a good one. That's there a good you one. Go. He knew he yeah. was ready. No, that's a that's a really good one. Though. And little Uzi Vert, Uzi, I don't think they understand. Yeah, yeah, there you <laughs> go. There you go. All right, that's yeah, it, boys. That Damn, that song opens up so hard. It does. It oh, goes bro, fucking Curtis, crazy. You can't play music. Yeah, don't, copyright. Don't, you you want? It? Yeah, don't. A little don't bit. Yeah. yeah. You want to talk? You want to talk songs that allow you to lift extra weight? When that song comes on in the gym, I am the Hulk. Like, it's, I don't make the rules. <laughs> Nothing will stop me. When Pharrell says La Ferrari just for cash and dust, my PR doubles. <laughs> cash and cash out would have been nice too. Yeah. yeah, it's just a little slow, I think, for like a fighting game. Yeah. The other one that would have been like an honorable mention would be um, Ham. Yeah, oh, obviously. Ham's a good one. Absolutely. Yeah. That's an old one. That's a throwback. That's a good one. All right, Brandon. Your favorite artist dropped an album last week. Oh, is the game over? Yeah, yeah that's it. Okay. That was fun. I like I would I say, what do you want to go you want to go around and get another movie genre? No, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought I thought it'd be in threes because that's just bad. No, I just oh, I, yeah. I no, try to keep I always appreciate still- I always appreciate your games though. They're very good. Yeah. Yes, yes, we got Belly. Belly season. It is Honestly, greatest lyricist to ever exist? Great lyricist or greatest lyricist? Let's go to Isaac. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll give him great. Like, yeah. let's be reasonable here. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, no, not only did he drop um, a project, it's a mixtape. Uh, it's a sequel to one of his most popular mixtapes. And yeah, I, uh, I, I have some thoughts about it because it wasn't... I'm not fully positive on it. Okay. Yeah. And that's understandable, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I, I did like it because, like, this guy's one of my favorite artists. Like, I consistently listen to his entire discography. Um, We've talked about him at length at this show. Uh, And I'll say this. I wasn't I wasn't disappointed by any stretch. And as I listened to it more, I liked I, I, it started to grow on me. But I mm-hmm. don't know if I was satisfied either. Okay. 
Yeah, I I think a lot of the songs left me wanting. I, I will say I was initially in the same boat as well. I was able to listen to this about three times through, I want to say roughly. Yeah. Um, The first time, like completely flew. It, it is a very short album. It's two yeah. Six minutes. I flew through it before I knew what the album was over. So yeah. it was very hard for me to grasp everything. I did eventually pull up the lyrics. I took time to yeah. watch everything. And I kind of hinted at it earlier. And I'll bring it up again once we dive deeper into it. But I think it's very clear that he is a stronger songwriter, songwriter than any other skill that you need as an artist. Yeah. I think the lyrics are by none some of the best ones I've heard at least this year specifically. Yeah. Now the delivery sometimes didn't hit all the time in my personal opinion. And it took time for me to realize the importance of it. So it's definitely one of those. And it's a mixtape where you say you have to look at it as a mixtape It's one of those mixtapes that had to grow up. Especially because like it was released under the pretext of like, he's retiring apparently. Yeah. I'm willing to bet he's retiring as like an artist who puts out music under his own name. This guy's there's no he's written like the number one billboard hit of all time. He's been nominated for Oscars. There's no way he leaves that cash cow behind because he's possibly one of the most successful songwriters in the space of this era. Which is emphasis on yeah. he's saying his songwriting. Yeah. I believe uh, is better than rapping and his producing. Yeah. And his singing. I think his delivery is really, really good too. But like, what the? So he's apparently retiring, and this is you know step one. There's going to be this. There's going to be a full album, and then there's going to be a uh, tour, which okay. I'll be at. Uh, I will go to. <laughs> yeah. So I think in the context, of knowing that there's always going to that there's supposed to be something else coming, I think that makes it okay like i guess like it's okay like if an appetizer doesn't satisfy you you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh but i'm also very much a here and now kind of person like Belly's really good at meeting his dates and he very rarely says he'll drop something and it doesn't happen but it's also not here yet like <laughs> you know and yeah. like we're human beings so i i have a hard time like banking any discontent i have and being like oh there's going to be an album coming that will put this in a context where it's a lot more acceptable. And I don't necessarily think it's that bad. It's just that, you know, I feel very similarly. And I said this to purpose. I feel very similarly to how I felt about the chance singles last year, where a lot of them, what's, what's there is excellent. And I'm fucking with it and I'm really enjoying it. I love that. It's there. <laughs> yeah. The, I, no notes on what's there. It's just that a lot of the stuff feels underdeveloped, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's weird and almost a little off-putting when things are underdeveloped and also so solid, like, at the same time, you know? Usually, that's not a dynamic that usually plays out in projects, and I think it kind of is here, where, yeah, I think th- there's a lot of tracks on this album that I think w- were just underdeveloped. I think most of the tracks where he has features and he has to make just room for another artist to come on, I think, solve that problem. You know, but that's kind of been my impression of it. I like everything that's there, but a lot of the songs just felt underdeveloped. What's there is good, but, you know, would it kill you to have a bridge? And the other thing is that, like, you know, there's this is a 12-song project. It's not a 30-song project meant to take advantage of streaming. 
but it feels like mm-hmm. the songs are. And it's like, mm, you kind of have to meet me one way or another. Right. You know? Well, uh, I'm curious, before we get too deep in it, because you and I have yeah. discussed Nav and Belly. Yeah. The false dichotomy that is the Brown right. Boys on the XO label. Like, <laughs> Literally, this is our demographic now. Yeah. Um, Isaac, Jasper, what are your backgrounds, I guess, to Belly? Is this your first listening to him? Jasper, you, you want to go or let me go? Either way, whichever. Um, I, I'll go ahead and go. So, Belly, the first time I heard Belly was Might Not Make It. God, that song's so good. I love that song. That's how I was introduced to Belly. Yeah, same here, actually. Um, After that came... When did that song even come out? Uh... That song came out, uh, shoot. When did that song come out? I don't know. So when that song came out, oh shit, that was 2015. So Might Not Make It, that came out in 2015. When that came out, I usually, what I when I do when I find new artists, I try to stay with them for at least a, a good year or, or two. A year or two just to see to learn their growth. Yeah. You know, or if they have stuff before that, I'll go back and listen. Oh, okay, I heard this song. Oh, you got a bunch of stuff before it. I'll go back and listen. Or this is your song. You don't have a bunch before that. I'll try to follow you to see how you evolve. With Belly, when I heard that song, I gave him like a good year or two to see how he would evolve. Um, He had a couple of features that I liked, but him as a whole... He kind of fell off my radar, to be honest. Um, and so when this came out, you know, I was like, oh, let me go ahead, listen to it a couple times, listen to the album a couple times. Um, to be honest, until American Nightmare, it was just background noise. Oh, really? I, I, I listened to the album one time all the way through. And then I listened to some other songs to kind of clear my head out. And then I finally got to a place where I can sit down and I listened to the album again. And it was it was it was entertaining, but it didn't grab me until I got to American Nightmare. Then after American Nightmares, I was like, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. But it's just like, oh, I'm an older person. Two of the features he had after that was Gucci Man and Rick Ross. So it was just like, okay, it was it was a decent album, but it didn't grab me. It was just like something to listen to. Yeah. So that's kind of where I was with the album. Okay. Jasper, what what's your background? How do you feel? I have definitely the least background. Um, I know a couple of like hit singles and songs that Belly's been on or has written. Obviously, like Blinding Lights, and then I li- I really like that song White Girls that Brandon doesn't love that we've talked about. No, I don't. That's the other thing. It's like as much as I love Belly, I've always been pretty critical of them because like yeah, this, the the project that uh, might not I love that song. Not a huge fan of that project. Mm-hmm. Uh, the project that came out after that I liked more, and then the one that came out after that in Zombia, one of my favorites of all time. Probably my third favorite mixtape of all time so yeah this is my first time listening to a belly project all the way through and of all of this the music that we've reviewed on here as far as like 
things that have recently released that we have then done a, a review of, this is my favorite. Wow. Like, f- far and away. Um, you posted I mean, it on I mean, your story, and I was I, like, there's I saw either... you post the song. Yeah. I was like, hold on. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, this hits the sweet spot for me because right now... You're going to have a fun time. For the past two years, probably at least, shorter, sweeter projects have been my thing. Like, and it's it's about... It's not just, like, less is more from a writing perspective and a musical perspective for me in some ways. I mean, obviously, I, I have a great love for all, like, the classics that are long as hell, 40, 50 minutes, an hour, 20, whatever. But, like... Right now, less is more does it for me, and also there's something to be said for being able to just sit down and listen to a full album without having to pause or break. And that's something that I have to do a lot with my schedule, as far as like commuting and just like when it makes sense to listen to music and when it doesn't. And it really annoys me. So when there's a project like this that I can sit down and just like do the whole thing all the way through and feel like yeah, I really got like the full experience out of it in that way, it really like adds bonus points for me. And I, you know what? Come to think of it, the time when I really started to appreciate that was when Kanye was doing it in 2018. When Ye came yeah. out, Kids See Ghosts, Daytona, yeah. these short projects that were felt very full-fledged, even though they were only like seven songs. Yeah, so that you, really like did it for me. When you say, like, oh, a short project that feels like a full experience, Kids See Ghosts is like the yeah. gold yeah. standard for that. Yeah. You know? Kids See Ghosts, and even to an extent, Ye. Because, like, Ye I, has... I would maybe put Daytona above Ye, but I like Ye. I would, too. I would, yeah. too. But but even Ye has, like... It very much tells a story and gets personal in a way that yeah. Kids See Ghosts, I don't think, really does. Not that it needs to, to be excellent, because it yeah. is. But it's just... It's a different experience. Yeah. This, this I really enjoyed. Um, I love some of the little, like the features like or not features like the um the ad libs like a demon like surely yeah. that is is fun and i i'd say that two of these songs made it into my my likes so far so like on repeat likes and then yeah i mean all, all of it's really i think very solid it's got like decent pacing to it which i like as well yeah no that was that was kind of like my feeling on it like i, I think it's sequenced really well it definitely yeah. feels like there's amount of effort into it like it doesn't yes. feel half-assed even if I don't think it feels fully baked, you know what I mean? Right. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Once again, like I think everything that's there is great. And there's a few songs that I think just are going to be in my ears forever. Like, but Purvis, have, have you gone over your thoughts? Like generally? Um, just in a general sense, because I, the first time I listened to it, it was in the, like, <coughs> literally it was like this. Yeah. I didn't it feels like that. Yeah. Um, my first impressions, because I've, I've listened to all of this discography because you are one of my close friends, and I've gone through <laughs> all of his music, so I, I am very fond of his voice, his sound, his style, things like that. I feel like, and I know this could be very easily disproven by, like, his core fan base and things like that. One of my issues with Belly is that I feel like he always has a style of like trying to make it like I feel like a lot of things that he says is always kind of focused on I'm getting there or like I'm striving to get there yeah a lot of hip-hop artists that you see growing up you listen to their first art their first album their first mixtape and they may as well be king exactly it's striving to get there it's to get to that point Mm -hmm. and I feel like someone like belly you don't even have to rap about that anymore you yeah I 
understand your numbers may not be there, but numbers don't mean. Yeah, I'm not. He's also like, and like, this is a very uncontroversial thing to say. He's been fucked by releases a lot. Exactly. Like he, like his last full length album, which I thought was really, really quality and was really slept on, released right in the middle of like the two week feud of Don Dunn certified lover boy completely right. he didn't lost. Stand a <laughs> yeah. He didn't stand a chance. Yeah. Yeah. It, he just can't just compete on that level. Exactly. And it just kind of how it goes. And I feel like even in this album, the first time I listened to it, when I would hear things of like different verses, even though it's very dope lyrics and it's elaborate and it's creative and it makes you think about it in a different way. The main subject is like, I'm trying to get there. Yeah. It's weird because he's been in the game for so long. Yeah. He's already made an impact. Yeah. You hear that kind of stuff from people that's trying to get there and they get that pass. But once you make it a certain point, I understand I'm a J. Cole lover and people make fun of J. Cole fans. But at this point, J. Cole is literally lit, rapping about like, yeah. I've done it all. And yeah. see, with you saying that, I can't remember what song it was exactly, but one of the songs, he, he had a verse, and in the back of mind, I'm thinking, you're not about that life. That, that <laughs> was my whole, when we had a yeah. whole argument with Belly and Nob, and that was one of the main things. It's like, I just don't feel like that's him. And, and that's okay. That's yeah. not a bad thing, but like you have so much other things to share because he's so smart. His songwriting is ridiculous. My favorite, even though we haven't jumped into the track list, yeah. my favorite song by none is Real Laps. It's the last song. It's incredible. It yeah. It is phenomenal. And he starts to talk about actually retiring, him thinking about the game, him talking about yeah. it, walking us through it. That's when I was like, nah, this man for real. This is serious. This is different. See? Yeah. And with that. It's it's hard to, I I kind of feel like it's hard to stay relevant in the rap world today. It is. It is, yeah. Because when if you're not sticking to what everyone else is typically rapping about, and you decide to, I don't. I hate to say rap on a higher level. I hate saying that. I I really do. People typically almost push you to the side. Because how many times, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sure per, sure Purpose heard the same thing. Oh, J. Cole, like you mentioned. Literally. That's for niggas with degrees. Oh, yeah. you too smart. You too you smart. Too you see what I'm saying? And we talked about this last and, time and, he was on the podcast. At some point, you got to stop rapping about certain stuff. But then, when you do that, does that take your numbers away from you? Yeah. If you're successful, it's a hit. You can rap thing, about anything. Only a small group of people have been able to do that. That is true. That is true. And so that's why I said with Belly, it was like it's a couple times he had verses. I'm like, bro, you not about that life. But then you had verses, like you said, the last the last song, the whole last. And I'm song. just like, well, you could have did this for the whole album. If this yeah. was the whole album, this would be a ten. It, to it be fair, be, there are if, whole album. His immigrant album. Is like that. Yeah, is that. It, it's it, it's it the is. the entire it, yeah. thing is about like the experience of being an immigrant. Exactly. You know? So like I think like he's been. I think my argument against that is that like he's been there. Immigrant didn't sell like didn't get the numbers that like ballerina or you did. You know he doesn't. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't have that name for some weird it, reason. It's a it's a weird situation. Yeah, because like sometimes it's just. Like, I I think Belly's career is a good. Good reminder that luck's a factor. 
Yeah. Luck is definitely You know, true. like, luck is undeniably a factor. Like, the guy wrote the highest, like, the longest starting Billboard 100 song of all time, right? Mm-hmm. He clearly has the skills. That's an achievement that, like, most people most people couldn't dream up. But, like, look at look at the state of his career. And, like, look, I think he has wound up with, like, an incredible discography. But you're right. Like, he's not, you know, he's not on this project. I think that there's a, like, a, it's not a concept album, but it's an album with a concept. And it's, like, sequenced and thought out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's also not Immigrant. It's also not See You Next Tuesday, you know, which I don't think it has to be. But the thing is, my biggest criticism is that it's also not mumble rap. Like mumble rap, the mixtape was yeah, a not. response to like what was happening in the culture at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, like, of any of his projects, that was the one that I saw a lot of people talking about. That was, I think, the one that had the biggest cultural impact was mumble rap, and like it was kind of like this very like nuanced, like I could do mumble rap, but I don't, right? Like, uh, and this just feels it feels like a good project but it doesn't feel like it's commenting on the culture the same way the original one did not enough mumble in this rap four out of ten yeah exactly it, it comes with that concept and that was another thing i was actually going to touch base on and just kind of go over to get your thinks on i i know why is it going like isn't going like this but some flaws or some issues that logic faces is miracle rapping like mir- lyrical miracle kind of thing yeah I feel like the first time I went to this is just he's close. Much. He's a he is close to a lyrical miracle. I'll give you that. I'm saying is is too much going on, and not to the second or third listen. Where I'm like, okay, let me break down the lyrics for real. Yeah, yeah. And, and that like, and that okay, and that what other saying. And that brings me down to like another another criticism I have of this album is that Belly writes excellent hooks, right? Yeah. And there aren't yeah. all. There's a few good hooks on this project. But not in a many, you know, and I think that was that was, I think, like the thing that kept Belly from being put into the lyrical miracle logic joinier Lucas group, but also kept him from like, I think, having a fulfilled career. This tension was that he makes he ultimately does make pop music. His music has like really big hooks. He has like features from like Kalani and shit. Right. Like he does ultimately make pop music. You know, I. I wish I wish he would have pulled on some of his clout and gotten like pulled out all the stops. What I think Belly really should have done is had one album done by a producer, just like one guy. And I think the obvious one is the guy he made some of his biggest hits with, and that's Metro Booming. Like, could yeah. you imagine a full like if he had like someone like that to pull that to pull a project out of him, right? Because he clearly has the talent. Yeah. Well, you, you know? say he's got one more album left, right? Yeah, and uh, I just have no idea what it's going to be. Well, maybe, maybe well, yeah. he'll just say, hey, look, it's time to go. I'm coming out swing with everything yeah. I got. You know? Yeah, I mean, no. hopefully that, that's the dream. And also, I, we, I hate to hit the podcast's greatest hits, but he should do an album for Griselda. Like, he would fit on that in that vibe. So, well, because... He has a song in his last project produced by Derringer and featuring Benny the Butcher, and it's really good. And it's like he could totally exist in that lane. Here's the thing, and it, it, it keeps coming back to the same point that I keep saying. I just feel like his songwriting 
and like everything else is like this. Yeah. I think his ability. That's why I think he needs a producer to bridge that gap. I think he needs someone right. like a Metro, like a Derringer to like bridge right. that gap for him. Right. And it, it would honestly help because his, his lyrics are phenomenal. He, no. it cannot, he, I can't lie about it. There's it, nothing I can really say about it, but he's so excellent as a songwriter and all of his fame and success has come really from song from that. Yeah, no, he has definitely been more successful as a songwriter than as an, uh, a performing artist. Question. So when he decides to retire, do you think maybe he will have a better career writing? Yes. Afterwards. Look, well, it's hard to say, it's hard to say right. better because of what he's achieved while he was but, also I mean, a recording artist. It's possible. Sure. If you say his most successful Because what if he decides, you know what, I'm going to start writing for everybody and every single thing he writes in the tape just blowing up. Yeah. I mean, look, he definitely could. I just think he's he's hit a really high watermark with that already. You know, like he wrote Heartless Faith and Blinding Lights. You know, like... He wrote the Fifty Shades of Grey song that was nominated for because an Oscar. Like, he has a writing credit. He has a writing credit on Odd Look, like the Kavinsky song. Yeah, because he did it on uh, the Weekend remix. He wrote the Weekend yeah. part. Yeah, that's and crazy. that's what I'm saying. Imagine if all the everything he has he writing did, credits with Beyonce, like songs, right. just writing for everyone else. Yeah, he'll have fifty more songs. Like sure, but like sure, and you know, I think like. My thing is I, I don't disagree. And I certainly think like if he retires from being like a recording artist, I definitely think like he's not retiring from being a songwriter. Um, my oh thing my is just, God. Like, how do you top like how do you top a career where you already have like nominated for an Oscar? Obviously win is the clear answer there. But like <laughs> number one high like highest charting songs of all time, multiple yeah. of them. Jasper, I know you want to say something. I've got it. I, I figured it out. Here we okay. go. But when he retires, right now. what? It, this just makes sense. All right, don't question it. When he retires, Belly becomes one of Drake's writers. We get Drake music that is lyrically interesting again for the first time in almost ten years, and we also get Belly with a satisfyingly popular career where maybe that becomes yeah. something in solo projects going forward. Yeah. I, 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 think, me. I think Drake would be a pretty good match for Belly as an artist. I do. And they're Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you said that because I low-key thought you were going to bring up that point. I'm not even joking. I hope yeah. Yeah. Like, hey. I like, going to bring this up. Match made in heaven. I'm not arguing with that like thought process at all. I do think Drake would kind of want to make his own music because he's already got that whole issue with ghostwriters yeah. and the stigma going with them. But yeah. just in general. Like Drake is a great example, but there's plenty of other great artists and examples. If he could do a verse on one Travis yeah. Scott, yeah, if he do a verse. I was thinking about that too. That's, so like, that's another thing that, like, I've always felt like. You know, I do feel like Belly has gotten some adversity within the, the recording industry. Like I said, talk about mm -hmm. luck, like releasing the project you put your heart and soul into, in between a clash of the titans. That's some adversity, right. you know, yeah. uh, being beat up at Coachella because the security guard doesn't know who you are. That's <laughs> legitimately yeah. adversity. Uh, right. Physical you know. adversity. Uh, had, what was the other? I, th I had another one. Jasper, go, though. I had one idea that was really interesting. You bring up Travis Scott. I was just thinking about this. 
what would new money old devils sound like as like a a beat off of like if it appeared on Jack Boys or if it insane. were like yeah. Chase B or like some that'd I be love, I mean with a Travis feature that'd be fucking insane. I also am very I, I also do kind of get a little salty about how like you know Travis Scott has done songs with Belly. The weekend has done songs with Belly. Like all these artists have been on his projects and he's written songs for them. But mm-hmm. like he's never there's been on Belly theirs, has never yeah. been on a weekend song. And it's like so- Belly on Utopia? Yeah. <laughs> Literally coming out. To... But, but Can we put that in the news for next week? Yeah, we'll just we, we'll just troll. We don't know. Yeah. They said June. Right. You never oh, know. It's coming. It's what if coming. it's a what if it's a pride album? Like a what album? Does Travis Scott is gay? <laughs> Travis, what's a, a Pride Month album? <laughs> you you've seen that whole Bruno Mars thing, right? The No. Which Bruno Mars? Oh my God! This would be so much funner if you knew the context. Um, so, like, like almost ten years ago, there was an article about a rumor about being Bruno Mars being gay, that was translated by like a translation bot for articles from English to Chinese for the Chinese market. But then the same thing happened back again, so it translated it back into English, <laughs> and the title went from is Bruno Mars gay to does Bruno Mars is gay? And the entire article is like completely fucked up English. It's so funny. There's a video of these guys reading it. I'm going to send it to the chat because it's, yeah. it's poetry. Okay, now, now that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So, so does, does Travis Scott is gay utopia in June? Yeah. <laughs> you, you never know. Travis Scott no. is going the Bud Light, Bud Light route. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh. back to well, yeah, Abellish. <laughs> that's, that, that's essentially what I'm saying is though that, that's a great point that you just brought up. Imagine that kind of song within the context of a Jack Boys album. I don't think Belly's delivery is bad, but I just think he's so much better of a songwriter. Imagine someone who is what's the word I want to use? More commonly accepted, more popular. Yeah, more more popular. Imagine. J. Cole doing one of these verses. Yeah. I understand it is completely unfair to Bell. Yeah. That's it, it, it yeah. is what it is. But if J. Cole did the verse for real laps, it will be on Billboard 100. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. So yeah. It, it. But the I'm question saying, is like, does that, is that matter. a, G, look, is that, that, look, I think that's an awesome conversation. I, I think that's a really interesting and valid conversation to have. But is that a critique of the actual song, though? It's not mm-hmm. a critique of the like, song. Like, is that something you can actually hold against the song? Like, so it, I'm not going against the song. It's just no. I understand. I'm, just, I'm wondering, yeah. can you? Like, maybe not necessarily the song, but I think what is even worse, you can do it against the artist, right. which is worse in my opinion. And again, it's not meant to knock Belly. I enjoy what I've listened, and I have, I think he's had a fine career. Right. But in reality. Sometimes you fit better as a songwriter because certain people just are more acceptable to the ear or can deliver it better yeah. or create that version that you want. Right. The biggest thing that we've been arguing about the last couple of weeks really is AI. The issue with AI, you don't it's feel like soul. it's the person. Yeah. Kendrick can't, he, he literally yeah. just said it in the verse. Yeah, he, he just had the remix with Beyonce. He said yeah. AI cannot copy him. Because it doesn't have yeah, because yeah, yeah, I can't live in Compton for thirty years. 
Exactly. Yeah. I just feel like he has amazing songwriting. If someone who is more acceptable and known to go through these struggles, if Kendrick was to rap one of these verses, unfortunately, it will just sound on. better. Come yeah. on. It really yeah. would because so. And that's like why his most said, successful songs are with the weekend. Exactly. Yeah. And so when you, Brandon, when you said, do you put that towards the song and purpose not purpose, like, it's, you it's don't really put it towards issue. the song. You put it towards the artist because we purpose pulled up the lyrics earlier and he was like, I literally had to read the lyrics right. after listening to the song to get the full appreciation for it. And lyrics is the soul pouring out on paper. Yeah. But then yeah. the artist is, even though the artist is the person that wrote the lyrics, sometimes there has to be the voice, yeah. the delivery everything that comes with it you could be the dopest yeah lyricist ever but you just don't have the skills to deliver it yeah. half the music is the artist it's we, the personality yeah. we've all had this discussion all kid cuddy has to do is fucking hum <laughs> that's yeah. literally what he gotta do all he has to do is hum and we're instantly hooked so it, it's really fucked up that we almost, it's fucked up that you have to separate the artist from his own goddamn work. Yeah. Because, like, the thing is that, like, it'd be one thing if you were saying this about an artist who was exclusively releasing music on their own, right? Like, if Belly wasn't writing songs for other people, that'd be one thing. But the thing is that, like, does a song like Relapse even work, like, if it's song by someone else, right? We don't does, know. Does the, entire, does the entirety of Immigrant work? Because, like, that's a... That's that as is. that's as personal of experience as Good Kid, Mad City. I'd say nowhere near as good of an album, to be clear. But like, right. you so can't separate that yeah, because that is a full fledged concept project. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. So are you are you telling me that Belly did not hear ya 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 on the streets in Palestine? Yeah, <laughs> he did, but it was uh. Yeah, I, we, we don't gotta go there. Like, we don't gotta go there. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Gaza Strip. <laughs> Gaza dreams of freedom, like. Yeah, yeah then you so... you let you let Drake pen that, and it's like she worked the clubs at night. Call that the Gaza Strip. Yeah, it's tough. it's really really tough. Yeah, it's tough. In that situation. Yeah, it does it does suck, and it's just like I wish some people. I guess the thing I I would like about like when we talk about Belly is just like I wish we could kind of like look past like our own biases, our own preconceived notions, you know, because like. I think there's a reason why, like, none of these songs were given to Nav. None of these songs mm -hmm. were given to Gucci. None of these songs were given to The Weeknd. You yeah. Know? Right. So, and, and, you know. I have another. I also, like, just thought. don't necessarily feel the same way. I think Belly's delivery is, like, very specific and unique. Jeez. And, yeah, I, I totally agree that, like, a, a soul producer that could, you know, rap music or... Uh, what a time to be alive an album out of him would would go a long way i definitely agree with that but you know i i don't think he's like this has so lopsided talently talented i think he's absolutely like capable of holding his own on a track i think his delivery is incredible right i think he does great hooks which is like a huge factor yeah you know in yeah. some ways i think like it's kind of weird because, like, he can kind of do all the things that people want. Like, that's what people want, you know? And also, part of me wonders if it's because early in his career, he was, like, a larger dude, which is, like, you know, 
Yeah, that's, that's true. That's another factor. It's possible, but I mean, you've got other people out there. Fat Joe, DJ Khaled, even like Ice Cube is a bigger guy. Sure, but like, I wonder if these are all compounding factors that all lead to a, yeah. a result, you know? That's, that's fair, yeah. He definitely doesn't have the media presence in that yeah. way. Uh, or like yeah. the look, the look that would be expected to like That's for like popular like media. Yeah, just gave Jasper. They all had, and another, they all have something else. And another thing, push them. And I, I will, I will leave this brief because I want to focus on the music, and this is decidedly not, but it's something I legitimately believe. And I think Belly also doesn't get a lot of media attention because no, Belly is very very vocal about his feelings about palestine yeah which is a yeah which is an issue that is suppressed in the media often and that's not a debate to be had like no it's not so i think once again i don't know if any one of these things is where you could put the blame but they're all compounding factors also, when I search the word belly looking for him, I have to put belly rapper because yeah, belly is a very generic name. Very, very. And even if you put belly hip hop, it gives you the Tupac movie. Like, oh, man, like, it's, yeah. yeah, no, he, that's true. That's fair. Like there, are, it's just like, it seems like every, every career factor or career move is very dialed in from the perspective of making something that he feels very strongly about or cares a lot about but does not feel thought out or well executed from the perspective of being commercially successful. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, for sure. I feel, I, I I feel that way about like this that. project too, because everything feels very dialed in musically, but the fact that the lead single is just him and doesn't have like a feature that could really make it pop or like make it better known in some way yeah. is kind of surprising to me. Yeah. And like, like yeah. Cause like the last few lead singles have been like songs with, not like uh Nas the weekends you know these really big names and this one like there's you know four there's four artists that are featured on this and like none of so them are who, like yeah sorry go ahead no none of them are just going to be like the pop off kind you know like i like Rick Ross and Gucci Mane they're not that ship is that ship they're is not, they're not to, release a song yeah. with them and they do huge numbers so uh, love Gil Scott but, Heron, love his inclusion on this. Yeah. But yeah, I guess if you want to start playing belly at a civil rights protest, this is great. But <laughs> like, <laughs> so one question I would have for all three of you, then who does belly have to put on American nightmare to make this project kind of blow up at least like have like a, a charting single. Do you want to eliminate obvious names? Sure. I mean, we could take away people we talked about already. Yeah, weekend, like, I would Travis. say just like don't say the weekends. Don't yeah, say, like don't yeah, say Travis. I have a super hot take on this, but go ahead. Right Give it to me. Before, before you answer, I need to clarify. When you say pop off, mm -hmm. like, do you mean actually pop off, like or just the everyone would actually listen to this? Like the I'm song goes saying, viral. I'm the song goes viral. Big streaming numbers. Yeah, big streaming numbers. Maybe it goes goes viral on TikTok. Like, that, gets used for shit like that. Look, here's the thing: the number one streamed album of this year, I haven't heard more than three minutes of because it's "Midnight's" by Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? So like, streaming <laughs> numbers don't mean everything. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but like to to gain, to, I guess to cement a foothold in the culture in yeah. internet culture of like there's this guy named belly and he at least has this one song that i know for like normies or like most people 
I'm not talking radio play. Radio doesn't matter, you know, dead medium or whatever. Whether um, radio or not. Yeah, like radio or not, but just I would, something I would say get streaming would be views. like the big thing. I yeah. What's your I, hate name, I got a name. What? I got a name too. All right. Well, Isaac, if you want to start, go ahead. Right. Okay. I, I hate this fucking ice spice. Whoa. I wouldn't expect that. I don't. That'd be wild. I don't. I have a good one. I have a very good one. I, I hate it, but if you, it, based off of the questions I had, if you just, that TikTok trend or just to blow up or, oh, this belly face featuring this song, right now, Ice Spice will, will probably get him there. That would be wild. I don't I, think I've ever. Yeah. Give him popularity. Mine, mine is, mine is kind of close to that. I'm not saying to give him numbers, but it will get his name put out there for maybe people to go look. Yeah. Ice I, Spice has like, what, 70 million monthly listeners right now? Is trending. That's the thing. Yeah. And so, like, there's momentum oh, to that. Yeah. Ice Spice. Yeah. Okay. Who's this guy on Ice Spice? With Ice Spice. Yeah. And, and Ice Spice owns her masters, yeah. which means that, that she has plenty of money to make future projects and continue yeah. to, like, publicize. It's not like exactly. it's a one, one and done type thing either. Yeah. All right. Jasmine. I hate the answer. That's who I give. Valid. Jasper, go. Oh, no, Brandon, go ahead. Oh, mine is uh, real easy because it's someone who he has said, like, he thinks is one of the most impressive rappers in the game. There's someone who is constantly on top of the charts, way more than Ice Spice. Uh, Doja Cat. They've worked Mm, together. They've, you know, they've collaborated. I think they have very compatible styles. Both considering retiring? Yeah, both are considering retiring. Uh, I think like if you want to take hooks to another level, take verses to another level. And also she's just the artist I've wanted to see belly collab with the most. Like ever since he said, like I've been in a room with all the best rappers in the game. No one writes like Doja cat. I'm like, I want to see that song. Like, yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, that's mine is like Doja cat. That makes sense. Purse. We got. You're trying not to think of popular names. You're trying to think of people. I, I already know what your mind it's like, is. It's like, like you got to It's triangulation. You have to find one that like works and is interesting, but it also would pop someone off. You know, right. it's got to be actually trending and popular. Yeah. But I want someone that he actually going to fit with. I don't know if he's gonna fit with those other two people. I think he totally would fit with Doja Cat. I don't know about Ice Spice. I feel I feel your your frustration with Ice Spice, but Doja Cat I think is a different animal. It's a cat. I'm gonna throw a fucking bottle. <laughs> like, <laughs> just gotta stall while Purvis is thinking. No, it's man, it's tough because I'm sitting there. One part of me want to be like Don Tolliver. Give that was so hard. Ooh, Ooh dude, 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 dude. Could you imagine a belly hook done by Don Tolliver? That's next that's level. That's next. Yeah, no, you. And it is popular. Yeah. Maybe a little Uzi or something if they could. Little make it Uzi work. was on his last project. I almost said that would, it. That would go hard too. Yeah, yeah little Uzi is on two tone. But I, it's there's no clear answer for me. No. It's just general ideas. The other thing is that a lot, some a, a good amount of these artists, like he's already worked with, so maybe this isn't the solution. Like, but I like this prompt. Right. I have the answer. Okay. Okay. Who better to be on a song called American Nightmare? With Belly, than the disgraced Kanye West. Oh God! If the intent is strictly to blow I just, up I just really numbers, not, whatever, 
I just don't want to. You're becoming the villain. I just don't. You're becoming the villain. But it's a perfect hit. From a number standpoint, this is the one. I just like, don't want to compare. It's got I just the numbers. Don't... Brandon's like in the podcast. I'm like, I'm <laughs> done. I'm off. I just I don't want to put do someone who is recently said, I love Hitler, exact quote, uh, I know. Uh, with someone I know. who advocates for the liberation of Palestine. Because some people already conflate those groups erroneously. And... No, I agree. I, I That's totally valid. But from the perspective of... American Nightmare kind of becoming and having yeah. the persona of the bad guy and yeah. also just the streaming numbers and cloud that comes with it as the first thing that potentially Kanye would have put out since Donda 2. Yeah, no, I mean, I there, mean like, there's a case to be made for it, I think. A, in the YouTube video, he's wearing nothing but gap clothes while they're suing him for $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> just in gaveling court, like the entire <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, $2 million is not even that much. That's like, I'm surprised they're not going for more. I was crazy. surprised by that. While we're talking about tracks, do we want to do a track breakdown? Yeah. Before we get to our final final rating. Let's make it quick. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So what do we think of the intro? Capone's demise. I thought it was cool. I liked how he referenced actually Al Capone's life I like through it. it. I think and I think it's a great bookend with real real laps. You know, it's talking about like the downfall of Capone and then him actually like getting real about it. But that being said, it's very much an intro and easily the most underbaked song on this album. Like, <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. It's a very smooth intro. It's not long. I, I personally enjoyed it. Okay. And I think it flows perfectly into ambiance. Dude, I loved ambiance. I thought ambiance was great. I thought the hook was corny at first, but it grew on me. I'm yeah. I, I thought the same thing about American Nightmare. I thought when I heard American Nightmare as a single, I thought the. I'm the Arabian dream. I'm the American nightmare. I thought that was kind of corny and I love belly. So like I, it's gotta be, it grew on me as I've listened, like as I've listened, it certainly grew on me, but yeah, no, I thought ambiance was great. Cause like, like it makes sense. Like when you make all that money, what do you spend it on? You spend it on your house. You make it, you make your vibes great. That's where people actually put their money in. Right. No, I like it. Yeah. Uh, loyalty versus royalty. Uh, the Gil Scott Heron inclusion is bizarre to me. I agree. It's not there bad. Are... I think it works, but it's like I don't think it necessarily makes a strong song stronger. But it, and it's like this is a really powerful name. Like there are many other Gil Scott Heron inclusions in popular music that have been more impactful and I think more well put together as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Heroic Villains I thought was fun, but another song where it's like, I think everything that's here is really great. Half-baked, two minutes long. This needed a... It's like what Jid said. You need three verses. Put Jid on a belly track. Oh my god. My answer is Jid. My answer (laughs) is Jid. That would be fire. Could you imagine Jid and Belly going back and forth? That's a good answer. Yeah, I think that would. Be, I think heroic villains. Yeah, might be the most missed, like the biggest missed opportunity of the year, on a song called "Heroic Villains." Why the fuck do you not have Metro Boomin? Yeah, yeah no, yeah, it's very, he, very true. And he works it's with Metro right Boomin there. Right. So yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, 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 yeah. I would. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I wonder. He who, just put out like this huge project. Like, come on. I I, I, I think that might be the issue. 
Because you don't know how long he's been making this this mixtape. In reality, this could be the throwaways to the album. If we're being honest, maybe, but yeah, time will tell. This it's is, one of those things is, where, like, if this is the throwaways to the album, I think that's a very high. I think that's. I think you're setting yourself up for some for disappointment. That would be way insane. Like, if it is, just imagine what the album's gonna be. Yeah. Saying. Now I gotta say, the next song, absolutely, yeah, I, like I love this song. First Dang. off, like I, you guys have Dang. all, you guys have all met my girlfriends. She's just like me. Like, <laughs> like the first, the first lyric, like, oh, she's a stoner blowing kush like me. I'm like, done. This is. she's a a thug hitting jooks like me first off a absolutely love the inclusion of the word jooks underrated slang uh uh, and also like i'm really starting to think i've found out my issue with nav and like what he can do at remedy it and it all has to do with his energy i think like when he's like i'm gonna say a word that's usually a negative but i think it makes him sound good He's kind of tweaky on this. Okay. He's like very kinetic. He's very like unpredictable. That is, the, that is the exact opposite of what he does on his albums. I was going to say the mixtape of Major Listen is now is very slow and low key. And yeah. Like and I, so yeah. Is this is the polar opposite. Yeah. yeah. I think this is the stuff that I like. I think yeah. he has some songs on his last album that were closer to this than the yeah. mixtape. Because we reviewed yes. uh, Angels and Demons. Yeah. Yeah. When, um, I, when I when I hear go sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say two quick things. One, yes, I feel like Nav tries way too hard to play it cool on a lot of songs he's on, and it contributes to like a sleepy delivery as opposed to like being yeah. on it and being really like energetic with it. And I think this song has a lot of energy. Two, whenever I hear Nav on anything now, I cannot nothing comes to mind except for him doing this from the fucking like birds in the trap video or bees yeah. in the trap. That's like this is it. This is this is all he does. This is yeah. his one move. It's like how Don Tolliver has that one dance move. It's like that's it. That's what he's known for. Uh, <laughs> it's true though. No, Can't wait to see him do that live. We are song... going to see him do that. <laughs> yeah. I need those dates again. <laughs> the only thing I could think of was the podcast with you two going back and forth. Yeah. And I was really just wondering to myself. Who do you all think just had the better verse? Oh, really Belly. Think, yeah, Belly. On this song, Belly for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I told Brandon I was not going to argue about Belly versus not. Yeah, we promise. Uh, but I think that I think they are artists who work really well together. I've I've liked all their I've liked all their collaborations because I don't think once again Belly's never been on a Nav project. Uh, yeah. But Nav has been on three belly songs. I think they're all good. You know, I think maintain is the only one where Nav comes close to matching belly lyrically. But I think like performance wise and just like contributing to the vibe of the song. I, I like his inclusion on just like me. This is easily like one of the most fun songs I've heard this year. Love it a lot. Um, Next song. Not not this was this was probably the biggest misstep for me. Because I think it's a very shallow concept because it's like it's just like the world changes. It's like, yep, that is the the fundamental that is the actually the only thing that never does change is that everything changes all the time. Right. Right. And like it just the whole concept of like, oh, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to bemoan the world that used to be. 
I don't know. You got to do something really, really interesting with this, with that idea for me to get along with it. Cause I think it's kind of like lame, but, and look, the lyrics are good. I think like he has some like solid bars in this. I don't think it's a skip per se, but it's absolutely the weakest song in the album for me. This one has big, insane clown posse energy. Yeah, I don't know about their, that, but their song "Miracles" is like exactly this. It's like not comprehending how miracles in the world work. They have a, a line where it's like magnets and shit. How the fuck do they work? So it's like a very like literal take, but it's yeah. something like that where it's like, oh yeah, things just kind of happen, and that's like the theme of the song, which I don't yeah. love. Yeah. But also, it's I like the the piano throughout. Yeah, I think no, that's a solid I, touch. Yeah, I agree with that. All it right, is. this. This is the song that's coming up a lot, American Nightmare. Yep. What do we so think about sick. this? I feel like this would have been a better title for the album. I, I guess he was trying to follow, like, I guess the mixtape. This is yeah. I guess it was just a sequel. Yeah. I think he just made it a sequel to Mumble Rap because that's his most popular album. Yeah. Um, but you're you're right. This is clearly the lead single. Um, I think he has his best lines on this track. Yeah. I did glaze over it the first time, but going back and actually like reading the lyrics and everything, there's some important messages within this track. Yeah. I feel like this is what is essentially meant to be the whole theme of immigrant times like three. Yeah. Which is his best album. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And yeah, no, I, I love this. I think it's just it's the classic like pop trap belly sounds mixed with like the, the dreary XO kind of vibe. And yeah, no, the bars are just, they're dense with meeting and they kind of hit at the same time. You know what this really reminds me of musically? It reminds me of Quintana part two Ooh. from, uh, from, uh, days before, like the kind of like horns almost, I guess it's not even really a horn on this, but it's like when he has the breakdown towards the, I guess it's like three quarter mark and then go, it's like instrumental for a bit. And then he comes back in with that like last verse where the bass really hits it really reminds me of like that flip into Quintana and then going into Uptown yeah. afterwards. And I got to say like the coming off the chorus where he's just like, shut the fuck up. Let me ride in silence. I'm like, that goes so hard. Like, yeah, that's what this, I mean. Like, this I think song live is going to hit. Yeah, no, like, I this think, is going to be one to see live. I think his delivery on this song is like just tippity top tier. Yeah. Yeah. This, this one is very good. Yeah. yeah. That was you 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 walked away, but I I just disagree with the notion. I think his delivery is pretty good throughout his career. Throughout his discography, I think Belly's delivery is really good. That's going to so be that's our point in friction. Attention. Yeah. yeah. This is when the, the album actually started grabbing my true attention. Yeah. What was it about the song that grabbed your attention, you think? Um so the the first listen, I'm not even going to lie. That shit went by so quickly. I didn't even notice the album ended. That's what I'm saying. Um, Because I'm at work. I turned it on, and I had to literally look down at my phone like, oh, shit, I'm on the fourth song that my phone is just randomly selecting to me that wasn't even part of the album. The second go, I decided to kind of deep dive a little bit deeper. It was I can't put my finger on it, but it was just something about it that just grabbed me, and I was just like, oh, shit, I had to stop. Okay, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, Damn. I mean, like, it's also like this and Relapse are probably the most authentic songs, I'd say. They're the best songs, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, going after American Nightmare, going into New Money, Old Devils. 
what did you think? This is another song that I think is really, really good on paper, but very underdeveloped. Like, once again, like, I hate to be a broken record, but I think it's that's... So, yeah. huh? It's shorter than two minutes, so... Yeah, no, this is just exactly what I think. And I think the same thing about De La Hoya. And I think New De La Hoya... Old Devil's interlude. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an interlude, essentially. And it's like... And I... It, because the concept, I loved it. the concept. Yeah. Like new money yeah, and no. old devil, and talking about making money and going back to once again. You stuff. you add a, you add another verse and a jid feature, and this is a classic song. But like, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> now we got now we get to the to the big boy, De La Hoya featuring Gucci Mane. It flew over my head personally. Yeah. I have fun. This is a fun one. I like this one a lot. This one, because like new money is a little bit of wallpaper for me, but this one like snaps my attention really heavy. Is Gucci Mane still relevant? Not really. No. I I think he's still cool. Like I still. Do you mean clone? Clone Gucci Mane? Shut up. (laughs) Going back to our one thing. One thing I also do want to say. (laughs) The I I think if new money old devils just going back for one second were longer. And had a producer who could like really formulate the sound. To me, the the beginning of this with the piano and everything else reminds me a lot of Hot, the Young Thug Gunna. Yeah. yeah. So like, if it were Wheezy doing the the actual production on this Zero and like back. making a three minute thing out of it, this yeah. would be fire. Yeah. Yeah. But no. De La, De La I also enjoyed. Yeah. No, it's just, and that's like the, just the story of this album is like, oh, yeah. what's there is really good, but like. there should be more you know what i mean and the other thing is that like he's had projects that were mixtapes that i think get there you know i think in zombia gets there i think mumble the first mumble rap gets there you know to me like you know it's almost like you see a movie and it's like oh this is a sequel to some other movie and it's like this is almost nothing to do with the story you know what i mean and maybe it's good in its own right but it's just not a good sequel Mm -hmm. all right cocaine spoons this is fun this is a fun one uh i didn't know this was about mcdonald's uh (laughs) but yeah no i thought this was fun rick ross is like a natural feature on this i think another artist i think could really the thing is that like i think another artist i would love to see belly work with but i just don't know like he has roughly the same amount of monthly listeners as belly i think even a little less is freddie gibbs And it's like, that's the thing, right? Is Freddie Gibbs going to blow up Belly? Probably not. Like, Unlikely. Because, like, it's weird because we perceive Freddie Gibbs as, like, so much more, like, on top of the culture right now. But in terms of just, like, raw numbers, they're, like, dead even. Well, I think I think that it's the positioning within the, the, point, the point they're at in their careers, right? Where it's like Freddie yeah. Gibbs is younger and he's continuing to put out projects and we just saw like a good one from him last year. Yeah. So the fact that he's got momentum is part of it. Sure. I also just think Freddie Gibbs is significantly better in my opinion. In what way? Uh, deliverance, he which I've better. talked about a lot. Yeah. He is better. Because um, I, I, I like Freddie Gibbs a lot, but like... Does Belly have dice for sale on his website? I don't fucking think so. Yeah. That's a big thing. <laughs> Did <does> Belly... <laughs> yeah, no. Belly dice when? <laughs> what I would say is this, and I know we've kind of touched over it before. Creating an image is half of what you are as an artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
when you say belly, except for like you and maybe a couple other people, no one's gonna have an idea yeah, of even in, yeah. picturing who this person even is. Yeah. 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 If you yeah. say Freddie Gibbs, you yeah, know who knows, it is. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows. But like you, you know who Freddie Gibbs is. Yeah. Like my I guess what I'm asking is why is that? Because it doesn't seem like it seems like if we're going based on the numbers that we usually do, it's kind of hard to find out what the rub is. I feel like if you went up to people and you said, hey, have you heard of Belly or Run the Jewels? I feel like you're going to get way more people to say Run the Jewels, even though they have 30% less, like significantly less listeners, you know? I'm just kind of curious that in terms of Belly, where are these numbers actually coming from? Is I don't it actually coming from his songwriting because if it is, that completely changes the dynamic. Because I don't, at, I don't know because I don't think Spotify counts writing or production credits towards your monthly listens, but they do count features. Hmm. I, I honestly think that does play a big part of it because even as a feature, you're not going to get as much. There's no way he he. It's counting blinding lights, and he only has three million. There's no way, yeah. There's no but way in hell. Lights in the last month. Huh? Doesn't it go by monthly basis? How many people do you think listen to Blinding Lights in the last month? Three million? Yeah, easily. Blinding Lights is the single most streamed song of all time. Yeah. What month do you think is that high? Well, I yes. think it's it'd be more than three million. Like, yeah. it would. he would be doubled. If, it, if you're counting, like, all the stuff, the Beyonce songs he's on. The weekend songs he's written for, you know, the I those are the only two major artists that are coming yeah, to yeah. mind right now. I found Spotify charting history for Blinding Lights, just real quick. Um, so, oh well, this is 2019 and 2020. Hold on, let me see if I can find something else. It's fairly updated. I'm sure the numbers are insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Um. I don't know, but looking at it here, we're looking at like. 988 million peak listeners to Blinding Lights on a monthly basis for like consecutive months. 211 million in the US alone, which yeah. is more than two thirds of the US population or almost two thirds. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's up there. Yeah. It's definitely it's just, not being counted. Yeah. And it, it definitely seems like Spotify only counts like songs that like you are like the person, the primary, on it, right? Like, uh, like Outcast doesn't count for Andre three thousand because like it's right. just credited as exactly. Outcast, you yeah. know. So I don't think this includes his writing credits. Also, he has like a bunch of Ariana. Gr he has that Ariana Grande song. Like he has a. There's no way all this stuff in totality month to month would equal three million. I just feel like we're circling to the same thing that we had back in our argument with him and Nav. It's just like why it's something about him. I personally think it's delivery. But it's something about him that just doesn't create an image. Marketing. I think. I think. It, I think my two things is one luck. Like I think luck has been a huge factor. You can't. Once like the the example with his last album is the most egregious example. But there were other ones. He's launched against uh, other really major artists. I think like he launched against fucking. Uh, Drake one year like he, he's always going up against someone bigger that doesn't help him and the other thing is I do genuinely think he doesn't get a lot of media coverage because of some of the things he says you know that and also let me ask you this right when has XO as a label done anything for anyone other than the weekend 
I mean, I would say giving Belly and Nav the discography that they have. Yeah, but they're not getting pushed. They're they're not getting. Uh, I've never seen EXO promotion. Like, yeah, but EXO's a do label. Anything. Well, sure. Yeah, it's a label. But the label is the label... more is on the creative side. It's the publisher Rock Nation that's going to be putting out everything. You that's know, fair. Yeah, that, I mean that's just like yeah. the economics of it. EXO has nothing to do with like how much. EXO probably has something to do with the fact that like he hasn't been on a weekend project, like. There's certainly right, but, but, things you but can why say. do people? Yeah, but why do people get excited about things like, I don't know, Griselda, for example, as like the individuals on the label doing something that is newsworthy or noteworthy, rather than like EXO, for example. Like, there's got to yeah, be something to. Scary. Yeah, there's got to be something to the way that EXO as an entity presents itself to the media or to media or to the public that is like lacking compared to other creative record outlets, I guess, because it just, it seems like there's a big kind of gulf there, you know? Yeah. And like, look, even Nav, who's like significantly more popular than belly. There's a huge gulf between Nav and the weekend. Oh yeah. No, no question. I'm just curiously. I, I pulled up rock nation after you mentioned that. And if you actually look at, cause it's, it might be marketing. You don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you actually look at the list of their roster on Wikipedia, I'm looking at about maybe 20 to 30 names. Mm-hmm. Updated enough. There's really only a few people that actually matter that get any kind of promotion. You have Belly, who doesn't really get any promotion. You have, obviously, J. Cole. J. Cole. I see J. Electronica, who's like... J. Electronica. Yeah. You really don't get that he much doesn't... Product. Let's be honest. That's just because he no. doesn't drop. Wait, that's true. That's because of him himself his and his legacy holds weight. Who? Vic Men- what else we got? We got Vic Mensa on here. We got Rihanna. I mean, Vic Mensa is actually low key in a very similar spot to Belly. I could see that. Yeah, totally. I think Vic Mensa is in a very similar spot to Belly. You think Vic Mensa is the same spot to Belly? A similar spot, maybe not the exact same. You know, Vic oh, Mensa no. is certainly not thinking about right. retiring. Right. That we know of. That we know of. I don't know. Wait, didn't Rock Nation just buy the contract for um Lizzie Vert a while ago? Was that that or something else? Uh, oh, fuck. I'm a savage. Um Megan. Megan. Didn't they just buy her contract? I have no idea. Maybe. Had issues and they were talking about buying out her contract? Well, she appears as a manager. Okay. Lilusi Vert also got bought out because yeah, 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 he he yeah, had yeah. that whole dispute with yeah. his, and then Jay Z like took care of him pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, there's a lot to it, but like you know, it just I I think like this is a good example of just like some, sometimes there's just more to it than just like what you put on the page, you know. Mm. All right, do we want to do a grade? Sure. Let's wrap it up. So I'm gonna think I'm thinking I'm gonna give it a B plus. Okay. Uh maybe a B. Just because like Belly has like such a good mixtape catalog. I don't I don't know if this is like even like his top three, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I liked it. I think a lot of the stuff is there, but I think it's severely undercooked. I'm gonna go uh B B minus for me. 
I feel like there are moments that are just yeah. like, damn, this is really good. But it, like y'all was saying about, um, Jesus Christ, oh, I'm blanking out on his name now. Sorry, the TDE. We listened to his album, Your Friend Couldn't Join the Podcast. Isaac, Isaiah Rashad. Yeah, Isaiah yeah, Rashad. The House is Burning. What y'all say about Isaiah Rashad, I don't personally agree, but this is how I feel, like how y'all felt about him. What do you mean I specifically? Like I yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, like, nothing, not everything can hit for everyone. Right. You know. Um, B minus. And as we went down each track inside my mind, I was kind of having my own little monologue. And I feel like I know why I give it a B minus, but I need to think about it a little bit longer. Um, Because, like, earlier I had said, I really didn't get into it until uh, we got to uh, track seven. Uh, yeah, American Nightmare. And looking from there on, I feel like my age is messing me up some. And the reason why I say that, even though lyrically it's all there, but the reason why I bring up my age, American Nightmare is the longest song on this album. I come from a generation where songs are barely under three minutes. Um, and then, like I said, I enjoy Gucci Man and Rick Ross. And then with real real laps, it's just like you are speeding spitting some some real shit. So right. I feel like my age is hindering me from enjoying the first half compared to the second half. Yeah. It is like a very trendy 2010 sound. It yeah. And so I'm gonna have to give it a B minus. Yeah. You know, that's why I think like he needs, I I think the best thing he could do is like either a work with the best of the best in that arena, like a Metro or go a different route. Yeah. Isaac, when you originally, just to your point, um, when you originally, we were talking about uh, that big project that dropped with everybody on it and you were like, yeah, like 2005, I was a sophomore in high school. I had that moment of, um. Uh, what is it? Kevin Hart talking to Don Cheadle. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. shit. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> like, no disrespect. I just forgot. No, no, it's, it's good. It's, it's good. I mean, I... I we, got a, we got a wide range. Because Isaac is still four years older than me. Yeah, yeah so, it's super cool. Seeing, like, yeah, everybody's different, like, thoughts on yeah. it. It's, it's dope having different perspectives from people from one age all the way down to another age. It's it I feel like it's good for the industry mm-hmm. in a certain in a certain certain way. Yeah. We we are the Nielsen family of hip hop. Yeah. There you go. That's there funny. you go. Little little something for Brandon there. Um all right. Jack, I honestly like I don't have this familiarity with the other projects. So if they're better, I'm sure I have a lot to look forward to. But I enjoyed this one. I thought it was like short and sweet. I didn't necessarily think that I don't know it's tough because like I I totally understand where you're coming from with the feeling of it being undercooked but at the same time I I enjoy a project where nothing is present enough or sticks around long enough to get stale and for for me this was kind of that where it was like as as soon as I felt like I had become familiar with something it was on to the next thing and that's like that's that's a thing that works really well in like game design for example where it's like Oh, well, did you just get used to this tool? Psych! We're taking this away and we're giving you something new because now that's going to keep the experience fresh. Zelda. 
Zelda, Titanfall, yeah. like everything like that is like that. I, I, I enjoyed this a lot. I would give this like a super strong B plus or a very, like very low A minus. Sick. Okay. I love that. Just I love like, that. I did not give it the highest rating. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I like this a lot. Yeah. And like songs oh, from this have made it into my it likes lot. and it's going to go on rotation for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be something I listen to a lot just because like Belly's one of those artists I like so much. I have a playlist of just every single one of their songs. And it's just like, inevitably, I'm going to be listening to this a lot. It's like, it's, it, it's, it, everything on it feels unique enough as far as like differentiating one track from another. Yet everything is still very palatable, which I think is kind of a, a unique middle ground. Yeah, I don't usually find that in in projects. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. I, you should dig into his discography. You're gonna have fun. I'm going to. Yeah, after I finish the weekend, that's my current project. I started Kissland today. I did not like it. Kissland is his weakest project by far. Oh my god, the vocals, the, just the vocal like effects yeah. are not what, fun. Been through the trilogy, the trilogy without telling us. Oh, we I talked told, about it. We talked about it on the last podcast. If you had watched it. Yeah. <laughs> ladies Bruh. and gentlemen, we got him. Mission accomplished. Revolution now. Like <laughs> But yeah, just just on that real quick, I listened to the trilogy through twice. I very much enjoy House of Balloons. I am pretty lukewarm on Thursday, and then Echoes of Silence had like some good bits to it but overall it wasn't also wasn't my favorite i feel like thursday has like a very kind of like semi-ambient like semi-acoustic sound to it and then echoes of silence has like a very cinematic one it feels like a lot of like strings and arrangements that could be part of like a soundtrack yeah i don't know it's interesting seeing him like kind of tackle these different little like musical tropes or styles but I thought the thing that really held all three projects back is the formula for songwriting where everything's like five minutes long. It's very fatiguing. So that's fair. That's fair. I definitely feel like that is mitigated when you listen to it in the original mixtape format and you're not listening for to sure. the trilogy as a whole. So I did the uh, original mixtapes first and yeah. then when I did it again, I did the, the full yeah, yeah. thing. Cause there's unreleased yeah. songs on that. And like, you know, there's yeah, like, you know, it's still, that's good. The way to do it. but it, it really speaks to the songwriting that like, Blinding Lights is the perfect hit because it's the thing where it's like it's it's good and then it leaves you wanting more. Yeah. It's like the the hallmark of like one of those hit earworm songs. Yeah. So. All right. Do we want to do Rex? Let's yes, do sir. it. Funches, you guys just go first. All right. Um, I'll open up this song I found off of TikTok, which I have not been on lately. So I'm glad to finally go back to it. <laughs> it is an artist called Aiden. Um, the song is called By Myself. He presents himself as the substitute to Frank Ocean when he is not releasing music. And it is pretty damn good. It is very good. So, Send it to me through text message now. <laughs> I need yeah. Frank Ocean hydrocoding. Like, or what is it? What's the thing they give you when you're trying to get off meth? I don't uh, know, Brent. <laughs> uh, you know, there's that's, a that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, that's my first one. Hydrocodone. I think it's wait, is hydrocodone. Methadone. Methadone. Oh, me- Methadone. right. Hydrocodone is a painkiller. Never mind. My bad. All right. It is a good thing that none of us do. Right. <laughs> All right. My turn. Okay. Um. So my first one. Um. Recommended not by the DJ. Is it? It's kind of weird how songs are being recommended to me now because I can listen to one song when it ends and just kind of 
loops of the songs. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't through DJ. But anyway, the name of the song is called The Basement. Um, the main artist I'm not too familiar with, but this weekend I plan on diving into him. I believe it's pronounced Kimby X, but it's featured Isaiah Rashad and Reason. Ooh. And uh it came on and I'm like, what I'm reaching for my phone. What the hell is this that just came on? Uh so Chef Kisses. Good look. All right. All right, Brandon Jasper. I'll go. All right, so go I'm going to recommend a song released last week. It's about shoes, so I figure you two will like it. Hey. Uh, it's called Air Flight 89 by Will S. Cargo, Realist the Postman, and friends of the show, Shaw Calhoun. This oh, is, hell yeah. Yeah, dude, this is – it's a much more traditional hip-hop song than the stuff he does, like, on his own. It feels very, like, old school, very noisy – uh, just an absolute refreshing uh, track. It's been on my my repeat all week. So hell yeah, I was so happy okay. to hear it. Shout out to him. He supports our like page and everything. Yeah, dude. Shaw's 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 legit, and I also legitimately think he's incredible. So there you go. My first song is going to be the one I mentioned earlier. It's going to be uh, Pop Smoke featuring Rowdy Rebel, "Make It Rain," which is just like. Crazy, high energy, super intense, insane through the phone feature from jail. Ten out of ten. Excellent. Right there. All right. Um, my second song then is going to be, believe it or not, a British artist. Um, while I was <laughs> four thousand miles from my house <laughs> in in London, twenty one crumpets. Right, getting some tea and the crumpets. I just saw there's this place called the Outer Net, which is such a dope little area in downtown London, which makes no sense me saying downtown London because it's huge. Um, it's a little pocket of space. They have a huge outdoor area where you can walk into this room and it's like it all the walls are just uh, screens and it goes to like a visual screen representation. Sometimes it plays ads. It's a really dope venue. Right behind it in the corner was a super small venue where you can go downstairs and it's like really private and intimate. It was a pop-up concert by this artist named Venna. Um, I had no idea who it was, but I was with my guy Patrick and I was like, let's listen to some music. <clears throat> we buy tickets for thir- 17 pounds. Like, why would I not buy this? It is phenomenal. Um, super low-key, lo-fi music. Uh, I feel like we haven't really talked about British hip hop at all on the podcast, and it's something that I've been wanting to bring up without being completely by myself. I recommended a skeptic song. There's yeah, a lot of dope. Yeah, it's a doubt, a lot. Um, but Venna, super low key artist. He had like less than two million views or two million listens on Spotify. The song named "Standard," absolutely phenomenal. Recommend everyone to listen to it. Oh yeah. Okay. My second song is called My Own Lane. Song is by Langston Bristol, featuring everybody's favorite artist, Logic. God, I, I hate that mixed person. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I literally have a full page to defend and support him. Okay. 
We could do it another day. We're at three hours. Like, <laughs> no, not today. Definitely not today. Yeah. All right. So this next one, a little, little ranty, but hopefully not that bad. Purvis, do you remember last year when we only had us on the show? Uh, yep. When we did the Metallica and Gospel, probably our best yeah. one-two punch ever. Yeah. Something I remember we came back to when we talked about that was like this sense of scale that both genres really lent themselves to, right? Absolutely. And I can't believe it took me so long to put to to remember this song because it's a song I I first listened to when I was like nine years old, right? Okay. Uh, it's a cover. Uh, I'm recommending "Knocking on Heaven's Door," the cover by Guns N' Roses, right? Okay. Now, have you ever? Are, how are you familiar at all with Guns N' Roses? I've heard of them multiple times, but I don't know like their discovery okay. like that. So here's the thing: this song, it's well, "Knocking on Heaven's Door." It's a cover of a Bob Dylan song. Remember that, right? Okay. And the thing that's so interesting is that like the first half is like the, the traditional cover, right? Where they do the verses that Bob Dylan did, and it sounds very much like every other ballad. Guns N' Roses has ever done and that it sounds great uh, but it's very traditional right and then as typical with 80s heavy metal there's a two minute long guitar solo and then there's uh, a key change which is more or less a beat switch mm-hmm. and it was beat switch before they figured out how to switch yeah, beats yeah, it's yeah. Right. A key change, right? <laughs> and then from there it becomes a gospel song knocking on right. heaven's door they brought in a full choir and they combined like this. Now, jury's out on if Guns N' Roses counts as heavy metal, but they're certainly hard rock. Hard uh, rock, yeah. Yeah, especially this project that they're on. Definitely not heavy metal. But it certainly fuses those two sounds. And when I tell you, the sense of scale is like awe-inspiring. And I think the thing that's super interesting is that I think it's obvious why that works. The song's called Knocking on Heaven's Door. Right. But the original song is not a gospel song. It is a folk song, the kind of it, it was like a country western Bob Dylan, like one guy with a guitar, like three chords singing a song, right? It did not have those gospel elements. So this was something that like Guns N' Roses does not do. They brought in Fresh for this, and it was just this incredible combination. And okay. I am dying to hear what you think of it. <laughs> like, I'll listen to it. Find the best headphones you can, you know. I have. Use the stuff that's not legal in London and listen to this song tonight. Okay. You will fucking go crazy. It's so good. Okay. I'm excited for it. The hype is real. All right, Jasper, you want to close up? My last one is also vaguely ranty, but not in like a... I need you all to listen to it kind of way, but just in a weird shit that I need to justify kind of way. Oh, okay. That's okay. much worse. Like <laughs> So so I've been on my sad boy shit lately in terms of just like music. I've been going back into stuff that's like more low-key, more... Yeah, well, <laughs> the weekend was part of like the movement. I was like, yeah, why not, right? Let's, let's see what's up. But I've been going through some other playlists. I've been listening to shit like Jeff Buckley, and I've been listening to like, just like slower stuff in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I also happened to finally set my TV up with an adapter so i can use my actual like analog amp and speakers with it so i have good audio on my tv now and i don't really buy a lot of movies i use streaming but some movies just aren't on streaming and one of them that at the time when i bought it wasn't on streaming was 1917 which if you haven't seen it you have to see it's it. incredible it's the one shot one right 
it's so yeah the way it went was the revenant did one shot really really well and like Birdman. well i guess well yeah birdman too but it's the same director so it's the same director. birdman was the one that were the entire movies the one shot revenant was just leonardo DiCaprio in a bear suit well it's the floating the floating camera is yeah. similar but different i guess yeah so i guess birdman birdman's a better example Birdman popularized the one shot in like 2014 or 13, whenever the hell it came out. And then it had a lot of imitators. You see James Bond do it. You see a bunch of other kind of directors and cinematographers try their hand at it and it became this like trend. Right. And then 1917 comes out and it's like, that is the capstone. Like no one's going to do it better. That's the end of that. This is the death to auto tune of film for the one shot, at least for right now. I feel like yeah. not the death to auto tune had the desired effect, but you get the, the, the sentiment. So huge influential, I think very important movie from like a cinemat- cinematography standpoint, from also just like a storytelling standpoint, historical fiction, whatever. Um, and it has a great soundtrack. It's done by Hans Zimmer. Who's a legend. He's done everything. He's done Call of Duty. He's done like pretty pretty much any movie you name. He's done most of like the big epics. Um, but there's a song in the film that is actually sung by an extra, where our protagonist comes up on an encampment of friendly soldiers, and he, they're all sitting listening to this one guy who's performing, and he's singing this song about going to see his family, and pro- I think. No, yeah, it is. It's about it's about dying and seeing his family after he dies. And it's like this very beautiful rendition. And then after that, the entire platoon gets up and goes off to the front lines, pretty much. It took me forever to find this song on streaming, and I found it didn't come out at the same time as the movie. But the song is called I Am a Poor Wayfaring Stranger, performed by Yoss Slovak. It doesn't appear with the original score. It's its own thing. Yacht has his own Spotify profile where it's just this song in the instrumental and acapella versions. Either one. Either one. You're going to get goosebumps. It's so good. It's just like very different from anything else we've ever recommended. Yeah. It's not even singer-songwriter. It's just like straight-up vocal performance. So Interesting. I like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like Super that. good movie, too. Like, it's, love, it's chill. It's I, chilling. I love 1917. Yeah, movies like that, you're bound to get just some type of song or something that hits you and just yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, al- I'm also like obsessed with Wonders. I always thought they were like the coolest shit. Uh, yeah, I still think the best one of all time is in True Detective. Because mm. like in that was first off, like what's going on in the story completely justifies the Wonder. Uh, it's an action set piece in a show that doesn't have a lot of them. And it was also done with film, which means yeah. that like 1917, you can only do something like that when you can digitally stitch things together, which I think is completely valid. I'm pro digital, but yeah. I think like it does lend something a little bit special. I think another one that's really special is not that it's in any way to the same like level is the X-Men first class. Oh yeah. One. It's the slow motion one. Another one I absolutely love is the opening shot of Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah. One of the best wonders of all time. It starts with, like, you see, like, the actual sign, like, that says, like, Boogie Nights, like, the name of the movie. And then mm-hmm. it goes through a strip club, and then you meet every single character that's in the movie. It's really good. Um. Also, honorable mention goes to Spectre, James Bond. 
the whole opening shot of that follows him through the street of in Mexico City, yeah. of Day of the Dead in Mexico City. He goes up into a hotel room, ditches a beautiful woman who wants to sleep with him, and then goes out onto a terrace to assassinate somebody. No. Ten out of ten. James Bond is great. Yep. I was I heard about a game the other day where it was like Oh, you can watch you watch a James Bond movie. You have one of four things happens: either it's really good and it's like horrifyingly racist and misogynistic, it's really <laughs> bad and it's racist and misogynistic, <laughs> or it's really good and not one of those things, like Moonraker, and or bad and not one of those things, like the Brosnan era. like the late Brosnan movies are really good at not being racist and sexist, but also really good, really bad at like being movies, uh, like. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough of today. Yeah. Everyone wave goodbye. Peace. Okay. <laughs>